0: This is Free Talk Live. You can take control of the airwaves. All you have to do, dial in toll-free at 855-453. That is the SACL CAI toll-free line. Joining you tonight, it's Ian. Allie. And Mark. Don't forget, you can join us on our website over at freetalklive.com. We give you the features on the site. they completely free, so enjoy those on us. Once again, that's freetalklive.com. You can actually control the content of the site find something online that you think is interesting, you may submit it as show prep over at freetalklive.com. And it could be anything, you know, something entertaining, something serious, blog post, news item, YouTube video, whatever you want. You submit the URL and then other listeners can vote. And the most voted up, make it to the front page and the top of the website over at freetalklive.com. I actually have an update tonight on a story that we talked about. It's been a couple years now. Uh, I don't know, Mark, do you recall the story about the Major heist of pharmaceutical pills from the actual warehouse location. Where they cut
1: like into the ceiling. Yeah, and they come in like Mi1, like a Hudson MI1. Hawk
0: kind of thing. Yeah, like, yeah, it's crazy. yeah. So they stole something like eighty million dollars worth of uh, pharmaceutical drugs right from the warehouse, just pallets and pallets and pallets of uh, of just pills. They mm-hmm. loaded them on the back of uh, 18 uh, wheelers and then rolled them on out. I remember. It was a huge, I mean, major heist. Apparently, there have been arrests, huh. according to the two LA years time. later? Yeah. The two, pills are still around? Two brothers from Cuba have been arrested in the $80 million heist of pharmaceutical drugs from a Connecticut warehouse, solving what was one of the largest and most daring such robberies in U.S. history. Some of the drugs believed stolen in the March 2010 robbery of the Enfield, Connecticut building were recovered in a storage facility in Florida. According to officials at a news conference from New Haven, Connecticut, at least 11 people were arrested Thursday in Florida, accused of possessing and selling stolen goods, including some from the Connecticut warehouse. An errant water bottle played a role in identifying the suspects. Uh, so they say the government bureaucrats. Amory Villa, age 37, and Ahmed Villa, 46, citizens of Cuba who've been living in Miami, were arrested in connection with the Connecticut rob- robbery during the heist. They scaled a wall of the Eli Lilly and Company warehouse, cut a hole in the roof, then lowered themselves with ropes into the interior, officials said. Once inside, the suspects disabled the security system and loaded dozens of pallets of costly antidepressants and other drugs onto a truck. The Villa brothers were charged in an indictment with conspiracy and theft of interstate shipment the charges announced today are the result of sustained and thorough effort by the fbi and the enfield police departments and they say they believe a prolific cargo theft ring has been dismantled as a result of this now i think it's great that they've caught somebody who was stealing because they're aggressing against people these these thieves stole something they need to make good they need to make the you know, the people whole, if, if at all possible. I don't know how that's going to happen. How many of the until pills they sells. have left after two years is uh, is another question. But apparently, two years later, they still hadn't gone through the whole batch. Uh, that, that amazed me, too. You'd think that if you were going to pull off a heist like that, you'd want to have someone to whom you could move all those uh, those pills. But
1: I don't know. They're like money in the bank. I and mean, no These doubt. guys have probably been living on them. Hasn't, haven't worked a day since then. <laughs>
0: Right, so, uh, but yeah, they they hurt. They, they engaged in a deceptive activity, they committed fraud, they hurt somebody, so they need to they make good. So I'm glad to see the police doing something that's somewhat useful, but of course, then again, maybe this never would have happened had these pills not have been prescription pills in the first place. What if they hadn't, what if you could just go to any grocery store or pharmacy and pick these products up? would make them more prolific, more easily available to everybody and would destroy the value that they likely have on the black market.
2: That's a good point. And it kind of flies in the face of the idea that uh, of people that say, I mean, I agree that medical marijuana is better than what we have now, which is complete prohibition of marijuana in a lot of states and federally everywhere. Um, Then, you know, the idea of having it be prescription based is kind of. I hear that's like not very difficult to get a prescription for medical marijuana in places where they allow that.
0: It depends, California. It wouldn't <laughs> be that way here in New Hampshire. If the medical pot thing passes here in New Hampshire, it'll only be for very specific conditions, so like cancer and a handful of others, like AIDS, so or HIV. There's just a handful of them on the uh, the NH one. So in some places like California, it's pretty easy to get, as I understand it, and it's it can be prescribed for a much wider variety of things. So it depends on where you are. Okay. But uh, let me continue here with this piece from the L.A. Times. Uh, one of the bureaucrats says that he's happy the alleged perpetrator's been identified. Uh, this is the Enfield police chief. I believe this case shows collaborative efforts can yield successful results. The robbery reads like a plot of a Mission Impossible movie complete with an unexpected twist. According to the indictment, Amory Villa flew from Miami to LaGuardia Airport in January of 2010, rented a car, and drove to Connecticut— uh, where he checked into a hotel in Windsor. The following day, Eli Lilly's surveillance video—this is the uh, manufacturer— surveillance video captured an individual looking through the front door of the warehouse in Enfield. On the day before the robbery, two individuals purchased a particular combination of tools at a Home Depot in Flushing, New York. Just before the heist, Amari Villa via uh, again flew from Miami to LaGuardia Airport, arriving in the early morning hours, according to the indictment. He rented a car and then later that morning, once again, checked into a hotel in Windsor, Connecticut. Between 10:22 and 10:32 on the night of March 13, 2010, surveillance video recorded individuals at the scene. They used the tools purchased at Home Depot to cut a hole in the roof of the warehouse and disable parts of the f- security system. At that point, over the next five hours, Amidvia and others used a forklift inside the warehouse to load numerous boxes of drugs, including the schizophrenia drug Zyfrex- Zyfrexa, the antidepressant. What do they need that for? It's got value. Obviously. To whom? To whoever it is schizophrenics
1: who can't get their drugs. I mean, I I don't understand
0: the antidepressant Prozac and the chemotherapy drug Gemzar into a tractor trailer truck. Officials charged during that time. They say that Ahmed via touched a water bottle that had been stored within the warehouse. He reportedly left that bottle inside the warehouse when he departed. Dun dun dun. Officials did not give further details about the evidence, saying they're waiting for the trial. Uh, To present it, the tractor-trailer carrying the stolen drugs was on the road, gone gone from the warehouse by 3.40 in the morning. Later in that uh, morning, they checked out of the hotel room, and his rental car is logged going through a toll station uh, in Connecticut. They are each charged with, again, conspiracy to commit interstate shipment, which carries a maximum penalty, or to commit theft from an interstate shipment, which carries a maximum penalty of five years. They also face four counts of theft from an interstate shipment which could bring 10 years in prison each and then there's also charges uh in florida that they're facing as well uh so yeah they're looking like they're gonna go away for a long time mm. if uh, if found guilty here and they were caught because of a water bottle left behind
2: wow you know i, I want to take back what i said about the medical marijuana thing because now that i think of it i think uh maybe marijuana is just one of those things you can't really patent a plant but a lot of these pharmaceutical drugs it's you know no one really just knows how to make them in their house or mm. yeah you know, i mean you can grow plants anywhere
0: that's another good point the patent law is another thing that pushes the price of these these drugs up definitely because the generic drug producers aren't able to come to market immediately with com- uh, competition they have to wait i don't remember
1: what the arbitrary term period is for i think it's 17 years 17 years and I'd like to point out because people tend to uh, really um, you know get defensive about this uh, intellectual property law idea, but the you know we we spoke with Dr. Mary Ruart, who was this was her field was drug research, and uh, she was libertarian presidential possible nominee in the past, and she. Said that you know, in the past and a few decades ago, the pharmaceutical companies didn't pay that much attention to intellectual property. But as they wanted the, to
0: be first to market,
1: but right, it was all about getting first to market. But as the intellectual property lawyers got, they got their little tentacles further and further into, uh, the, you know, their business. Then. Now, you know, there was, there was a lot more innovation in the past, and now there's less innovation, was her claim. This is not the claim mm-hmm. of two talk show hosts. This is the claim of a woman who was professional you know, spent in the field. Decades in the field um, that you're now seeing less innovation in the area of medicine as a result of the intellectual property laws. The best two places I've been able to find for justifying um, intellectual property laws are drugs. Prescription drugs, specifically, you know, where it's, there's a, there's a l- large amount of research and development, and blockbuster movies. And I've seen both of those dismantled from the standpoint of utilitarian arguments around intellectual property, because blockbuster movies make more money than they cost in the first weekend. How can you claim that somebody is not going to be able to get the first um, first to market then? And drugs, well... What we want to see is innovation. And these intellectual property laws, according to somebody in the field... They stifle it, for sure. Stifling innovation.
0: 855-453 is the toll-free number. Coming up, Ali's going to tell us about a farmer who's been shot by the police and then charged for it. We'll find out what's going on there. Take your calls about whatever you want. Plus, coming up, Tan Mom. Have you seen her? It's Free Talk Live.
3: In every age, a technology is created that upends the foundations of society.
4: The wheel
0: this is free talk live toll free number for you to bring up what you want is 855 free. joining you in the studio tonight it's Ian here Allie. and Mark and inviting you to our website over at freetalklive.com you can enjoy the features that await you there and those features include listening options we've got broadband versions of uh, we've got a broadband version of the show we've got a dial-up version and even a mid-band version as well you can listen live And you can also listen around the clock. So if it's 3 in the morning you want to hear the latest episode, it'll be there for you when you go to listen.freetalklive.com. Plus, you'll learn about the other listening choices that you get there, like our over 100 great radio stations that air this show at various times throughout the week. Uh, Plus, in addition to that, we've got uh, listen lines that allow you to call in from any phone that can dial long distance and listen that way. There's, of course, our satellite listening choices, like XM Satellite Radio, where we're up on two different channels. In addition to that, we also have the KU Band Free to Air channel, which is available across North America. You can go and get all the details, uh, plus our webcam over at listen.freetalklive.com. That's listen.freetalklive.com. Coming up in just under two months, it's going to be the 2012 edition of the Porcupine Freedom Festival. I think I read on Facebook today, it's 45 days. Yeah, so a month and a half. You want to get signed up because the campsites are gonna go fast and it we're gonna to get to a, a sellout point I don't think it quite sold out last year but there were over a thousand people at Rogers campground and I don't th- I know that we're the second most popular weekend at Rogers campground the What's, porkfest por- bike week porkfest week is the most popular no bike week is uh is not doesn't happen at Rogers campground that's uh that's the east coast of uh, of New Hampshire but uh, Laconia, the, the, is second- the east coast it's, yeah, the eastern region. It's more of eastern, certainly. Uh, but uh, the most popular is July 4th. So that particular time of year. So it's pretty popular already. And so go ahead and get registered over porkfest.com. We, of course, talk about it a lot because, well, we go there. Free Talk Live uh, pulls up our steaks from Keene, New Hampshire, travels up to the northern portion of New Hampshire at Rogers Campground, sets up and broadcasts live from the woods for an entire week. And sometimes the
1: internet connection is. Pretty terrible. (laughs) We don't really need the internet when we, uh, because we're not doing articles generally. um, We're talking to people mostly.
0: We, you may not need the internet, Mark, but I'm trying to administer a radio network remotely, and when things go wrong, uh, somebody has to fix it. No, a big man. That's my job, not yours. And anyway, you you won't have a problem. There's so much fun. There's so much going on at Porkfest. There's so much to do. I mean, everything from musical acts to family fun events to adult parties to you name it. It's happening. Cookoffs, offs etc. Go to Porkfest.com. P-O-R-C-F-E-S-T.com. It's June 18th through the 24th. Those are the dates. And if you can only make it up for the weekend, you should come for the weekend because there are going to be a lot of people there. Hundreds of like-minded, liberty-oriented people hanging out, getting to know one another, and of course, old friends seeing old friends again, and new friends making new friends. It's a great time. P O R C F E S T dot com. Allie, tell me about this farmer who has been shot by the police and then charged.
2: Yes. Uh, Don't tell I,
0: me this was a milk investigation.
2: No, this wasn't a. This was just a misunderstanding. From what I understand, from I got the story from Lee Rockwell dot com, but um, on researching it. From KKTV.com, Southern Colorado's uh, news channel. Uh, It was started when a woman was, I guess, looking for a business and ended up on this farmer's property. Uh, His name is David Goss. And I guess she had a confrontation with him and called the police. Uh, And so chaos ensued. Uh, Here's the Lou Rockwell article. It is not enough that Calhan, Colorado, Resident David Goss was shot in the stomach by a trespasser last June after after he had ordered the intruder to leave. Because that trespasser (laughs) wore a government-issued costume, Goss will spend the next four years in a government cage. Half the sentence that had been demanded by the vindictive prosecutor.
0: Wow. What's the charge?
2: (laughs) Uh, Goss, who was tasered and shot in the abdomen at close range, was convicted of second-degree assault, menacing disarming an officer, attempting to disarm an officer, and obstructing justice.
0: All because some lady am, uh, just kind of wandered onto his property.
2: Right. Yeah. And uh, in the story, I understand uh, the officer that shot him, his name is Schulz. He, I guess, has made different claims because in one article, it says that um, he was sitting in his truck and I guess Goss was uh, being threatening uh, that's the words he used. and so Like, Scholes, get out
1: of here? <laughs> right.
2: So, Schultz pulls out a taser and tases him. And apparently, according, according to Schultz, because they only give the police officers, um, you know, story. And, uh, I mean, Lou Rockwell is, does a good job of bringing up the inconsistencies in his story. But I'd wish, you know, it had more quotes from... Uh, the victim. You know, the victim. But anyway, he claims that... He shot him with his taser that Goss pulled the um, taser off of him. The barbs. The barbs from the taser mm-hmm. off of him. This
0: happens. And this sure. was the disarming charge?
2: R- yeah. Well, apparently he tries to take his, according to Schulz, um, Goss tried to take his gun away from him and said that they, he ended up on, the Goss ended up on top of Shoals, trying to take <laughs> his gun away, even though there's no evidence that the officer was ever on his back. And... So this so, is
0: just all what the cops said. It's all his word versus the farmer's word.
1: It's always going to be that way,
2: right? So he claims unless there's video, he claims that the um, gun ended. He ended up shooting the man while they're fighting over the gun, mm-hmm. and that he just pulls the trigger and oh somehow shoots the guy in the stomach.
0: So presumably, this woman came on his property, and he told her to leave, and then they got into some sort of a argument. It or?
2: doesn't go much into detail about what happened with the woman, but yeah, it sounds like it was just. You know, a call from a lady that didn't. You know, when the police come on a scene, they don't always they don't know what's going on. Know what's going on, and they're just there to investigate. And but in d- a lot of
0: cases, they're there to to escalate. So yeah, they don't know what's going on, and many of them well, don't, don't like really being care. To-
1: they they don't like being told go away. Sure, either. I mean.
0: Well, they don't really care what you're you're doing. They have their job to do and they're going to do it. And if you get in their way, then they're going to be upset at you. And so I think probably, again, we don't know a whole lot about the circumstances in this case, but if this lady's on his property and he doesn't want her there and she calls the police... His best bet is to go the hell inside the house
1: at that I point. I would concur with you. If you have any questions about this situation, officer, and you're conducting an investigation, you can direct your questions to my attorney. Right. What's the name of your attorney? You're a police officer. You do some police <laughs> work. Figure it out. Right. Talk to you later. Yeah.
0: <laughs> I don't know if I would even say that
1: much to him. But well, then again, at that point you're you know you're absolved get it on film if you're going to yeah. do those kind of things I mean I, I think it's always a good idea to have these things on film
0: Right it presumes of course that he also knew that the police were on the way which we don't know maybe it was a surprise to him that the cops rolled up maybe he's out in the yard you know still arguing The one arguing thing with that these woman. police
1: require from you is that you identify yourself uh, this is a ruling from the Supreme Court so
0: That's only if they can contact that's you if, if he they managed can talk to get to you. back into his uh, right. his house If you're
1: in your house they can't really come in in order to get you to identify yourself
0: Toll-free number is 855-453. So now he's facing years? Four
2: years in prison.
1: Incredible. Now yeah, he's got a bullet in his gut, too.
2: And, I mean, it's possible that this guy wasn't very friendly at all. But it sounds But, I that mean, way. that means he was staying on his property. He, you know, leave those people alone. Who's
0: the victim? Right. right. Like, is, is it illegal to be unfriendly? I mean, look, I don't like unfriendly people as much as the next person, but I'm also willing to let them be unfriendly on their own property. Right. If you want to be a grumpy old neighbor, well, I'm not going to be able to stop you from from doing that, so I'd rather just leave you alone. 855-453-SACL-CAI toll-free line. You may bring up whatever's on your mind to control of the airwaves. This is Free Talk Live.
5: What has happened to America, and when did it become okay for the government to extort wealth from the American people? As a former law enforcement officer, I have explained in my new book, In Plain Sight, The Disregarded Truth, how absolute property ownership has been denied to the American people, how and why inflation is fleecing America, how law enforcement officers are being used to suppress and criminalize the beliefs of liberty and freedom. In Plain Sight explains how we can restore what was once a free America. Get your copy of In Plain Sight, The Disregarded Truth today at Amazon.com.
0: This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up what you want. Just dial in toll-free 450 It's The Seykels CAI toll-free line 1-855-450-3733. Joining you here tonight, it's Ian. Allie. And Mark. And we invite you over to our website where you'll find a lot of features. We give them all away to you. The Shrine of Female listeners is one of them. You can go and see dozens of ladies who are listeners of this program. We know that because they've proven it by validating in the photo or video, meaning they show somehow that they are listeners of the show Uh, over at com, And if you are a lady listener, you can get details on how to become part of the Shrine
1: at com. Just saw another article on Bitcoins today. I believe they proclaim them the future of money. If you don't know what Bitcoins are, you can go to weusecoins.org and watch the video. It's a minute and 44 seconds long, not too long, but uh, uh, they're potentially anonymous. They're digital. They exist online. Um, There are no contracts to sign or terms of service to abide by. You can download the software and be using them in just a few minutes. You can send and receive money anywhere in the world without fees. And now, thanks to BitInstant.com, you can have bitcoins in less than an hour by depositing cash at any major bank. To buy your bitcoins with cash, visit BitInstant.com bitinstant.com.
0: Got a couple of stories of a similar theme here tonight that are going to bring up the question of well, how far should people be allowed to go with parenting? What sort of things should people not be allowed to do when it comes to parenting? Is there anything that parents shouldn't be allowed to do? I mean, obviously we're not talking about necessarily uh, rape or, you know, beatings. I mean, I think most people would agree that beating their children and raping them is is a terrible idea but what about not some- everybody would agree that but well, i think most people I uh, agree. the super majority of people would agree there but then you start getting into more gray areas for instance what about tanning what about not taking your child to the hospital these are a couple of the examples of uh, really kind of gray areas i think for a lot of people as to what they think is appropriate start out with tan mom from the new york post now both of you have gone to look at tan mom at this point and <laughs> she is tan this lady for sure She's i don't know tan. what to say about that she is uh, clearly not uh, supposed to look like this
1: This is not her normal uh, skin tone. Mentally ill was the first thing that I thought when I saw this woman.
0: Well, she thinks that you're just jealous, fat, and ugly, Mark, according to (laughs) the New York Post. She might be right. Her critics, she uh, has lashed out and called her critics jealous, fat, and ugly. She's not a bad mother. It's people who are just jealous, fat, and ugly that are out to get her. Tanorexic, New Jersey mom, Patricia Krenzel. Again, denied bringing her five-year-old daughter into a tanning booth today, saying that the two only go shopping together and that she is a good mother. She says, I would never, ever put my daughter in a tanning booth. Well, why? Why, why wouldn't you? I mean, if you'll do it to yourself, why wouldn't you do it with your daughter?
1: Yeah, that doesn't make much sense to no, me.
0: I don't really believe her. She says, we go out shopping. That's what we do. I don't want to hear any more about this. And by the way, uh, she then goes on the offensive, calling out her critics who have labeled her as a bad mother. Any mom who makes an accusation about like a me
1: crocodile.
0: is not a mother because I am a great mother. I would never do that to my child. There's somebody out there for my whole life that doesn't like me because they're jealous, fat, and they're ugly. Krenzel was charged with felony child endangerment yesterday after allegedly bringing her daughter into a tanning booth at City Tropic Tanning Salon in nutley new jersey she was released on twenty five thousand dollars bail a school nurse first noticed a sunburn on five-year-old anna krenzel at school and the kindergartner said that she goes tanning with my mommy krenzel owes a 90 owns a 99 nine dollar monthly pass to city tropic tanning but she will no those longer people,
1: those people <laughs> let this lady come in and tan i can't believe it Wait, those people let her come in and t- yes. <laughs> do
2: you think they should put a limit on it, like at the bar or something? I like cut enough?
1: Yeah, I, yeah,
0: I would. She's paying them, man. I, mean, I she's know a, she's a big girl; she can make her own decisions. I know. How well, old?
2: Did it say how old she is?
0: Uh, you know what? It doesn't. I don't think because Here, she see. she
2: looks old. Like I would say, it's I'll to say tell. I'm gonna make a prediction just based. I'm not even accounting for the fact that she probably looks older. She's tanning. I think right. she looks probably. Uh, 55.
1: But she has a young child.
0: I would say she looks 55. She's probably a lot younger than she looks yeah, right. because okay, of the tanning. Right. That's just my guess too. I'd
1: say that she has to be, yeah, younger.
0: She uh, again has a, a $99 monthly pass to City Tropic Tanning, but she will no longer be welcome in the salon according to the store's owner, who only identified himself as Anthony. He said, "I don't want her <laughs> here anymore and deal with this nonsense." He said before denying that little Anna had ever set foot into one of his tanning machines. He claims the girl did not go into the booth. The girl had sunburn on her arms from April 17th. It was 90 degrees out. She's a five-year-old kid. She'd burn to death if she went into one of those
1: booths. And um, I would like to say that, you know, it's okay. So uh, I've never taken my son into a tanning booth. I have no intention of taking my son into a tanning booth. I'm not going into tanning booths. I don't understand tanning booths. Mm-hmm. It doesn't make any sense to me. However... If you can take your kid to the beach, and it happened when I was, certainly when I was a kid, and I'm certain it's happening every single day down in Sarasota, Florida, where you and I are from, Ian. Sure. People taking their kids to the beach, and those kids getting sunburns. Is you that know, a felony? Improperly sunscreening your child at the beach. Is, is that this, a felony? It, is, is that a felony? I mean, the sun, if you're out there for hours, the kids will stay out there until they can't move anymore. Sure.
0: And they will pay for it when they get the, get sunburns. I remember getting sunburns as a kid. Sure. Now we don't know how bad these sunburns were. It doesn't doesn't make that clear in this article. Uh, It's not also clear whether you can tell by the location of the sunburn as to whether or not that meant that the five year old was actually in a tanning booth. Like, for instance, if you're getting sun outside, you're likely going to have sunburns on certain parts of your body more so than the rest, right? Like the top top of your nose, the tops of your shoulders, things like that. Uh, Unless, of course, you're laying down. If it's on
1: their arms, you know, it would be more difficult to say. Right. And if it's on the underside of your arm, then that might be more indicative. Well,
0: now it's the store owner claiming he knew where her sunburn was, which seems a little strange to me. Like how? Is well, he he's probably that?
1: had to deal with this situation at this point. You know, he's at the very yeah. least talked to the mother since. Uh, I mean, he's he's calling it nonsense nonsense, and I suspect, you know, the the media has descended upon this man. Look, take one look at this tan mom picture, well, right. and you will see that the media has gone <laughs> crazy for this lady.
2: Well, right, because <laughs> people love to judge others and the media knows that and the media knows that if you can somehow bring someone's child into it then oh now you're humanitarian for judging this person
0: i have to wonder what did the little girl do while her mom was tanning i mean maybe the store owner knows about her sunburn because he did have to interact with her maybe he was essentially acting as her babysitter while mom's in the tanning booth i mean how can you monitor your child from the inside of a tanning booth?
2: Well, I mean, when people work out, they usually have like places. It's not like it's yeah, but un- at a
1: tanning salon. Do they have a daycare, a daycare center there? <laughs> well, they probably have a lot of places have toys. Uh, they have just right. a few toys in the corner, and the kids will go and play with them sure. and pick up whatever horrifying communicable diseases they can pick up there. And, um, you know, it may be that the toys were taken into the tanning booth area uh, where the kid could play while mom was tanning. It may be that mom was putting the kid in the tanning booth. We don't know.
0: We, d- um, we don't know. We don't know what kind of supervision is. Uh, is going on here we have no idea if the staff is keeping an eye on the, the child or if mom is like in some sort of a like what's it like at a tanning salon I don't know do I've they, been
1: to a tanning salon when I was quite a bit younger Do, do they
0: have individual rooms yeah so in theory then something she could the
1: have size brought, of a prison cell with uh, um, you know with, <sighs> with a tanning booth in it
0: so then in theory let's say there are rooms here at this particular tanning salon she then brings her is there usually a door that closes behind yep. you and locks so well, these people get naked in these yeah, things often right Of course they do. And so presuming then that the little girl's in there with her mother mm-hmm. anything could happen. Well, could owners, happen. The p- store owners wouldn't know for sure whether the little girl climbed in
1: or not Chances unless they're are monitoring
0: good. via video which probably is really a no-no I would imagine.
1: I would say that uh, yeah that they don't they don't know and what what went on when you're dealing with a child children often want to do want to mimic what their parents do you know sure they want to eat the same food they want to do the same things and i would suspect that uh, this child is asked to go in the tanning booth how this woman react to it, reacted reacted mm-hmm. to it i don't know i suspect uh, sh- you know she's saying that she didn't and what can you say at this point i don't know i mean do we really need a giant investigation on this Someday, sweetie,
0: I'll get you your own tanning booth when you turn 16. (laughs) I'm just guessing she has that sound to her voice. Maybe she smokes cigarettes, too. I really have no idea. 855-450-FREE, SACL-CAI toll-free line. Uh, So what do you think about the tan mom? Is there a crime here? Like, even if she did allow her daughter to tan, is that criminal? Is it criminal to allow your daughter to tan at five years old in a tanning salon, but not criminal if you're out at the beach? Where how do you determine what is uh, felony child endangerment when it comes to
1: getting some sun More coming up it's free talk live The Seasteading Institute, they want to create freedom on the open seas. Did you know they're having a conference? Meet fellow entrepreneurs, investors, engineers, maritime professionals, and other forward-thinking individuals and discover where you fit into the up-and-coming for-profit seasteading sector. It's May 31st to June 2nd at La Meridian Hotel in San Francisco. Special rates for students and the press. Get a discount with promo code FTL. Get registered at seasteading.freetalklive.com. Seasteading.freetalklive.com
0: this is free talk live you can take control of the airwaves by dialing in toll free at 855-450-FREE it's the SACL CAI toll free line and joining you tonight it's Ian Allie and Mark you can join us over on our website freetalklive.com we've got a number of features that are there free for you if you like the show and you like the fact that the features are free, you may contribute to us if you'd like by going to amp.freetalklive.com and becoming a Free Talk Live amplifier. Amp stands for advertise, market, and promote. And just so you know, you know everything on the site is free, and that includes a brand new ultra high quality archives that uh, started as Not of ultra high quality as of last night yeah they're about as high quality as archives can possibly be
2: this is what nerds brag about how <laughs> high quality their archives
0: are i am so excited about it we've been stuck <laughs> at uh, 48 kilobits per second for a long time and uh, recently we've had the opportunity to increase that so it's uh, it's now doubled and I already got a positive comment from uh, from some folks yep. on the Facebook page, uh, letting us know they definitely noticed the difference. And it's no, it's at no extra cost to you. The archives were free before; they're still free now. So if you want to help us, though, you know maybe defray some of these costs, you can do that by going to amp.freetalklive.com. It's three bucks a month. You get perks like access to the amp only call in lines, the amp only uh, the amp only forum, and the amp only podcast as well. Go to amp.freetalklive. Dot com. Get signed up there, use any major credit card through PayPal, or use Visa or MasterCard right on our website. Once again, amp.freetalklive.com. Patricia Krenzel is being called tanorexic, meaning she just can't stop tanning. And she's, yeah, pretty scary looking, as a matter of fact. She looks like a baked potato. <laughs> uh,
1: She does look like a baked potato.
0: By the way, uh, Allie gave us her best estimate uh, from from one lady's perspective of how old Patricia was. You said you thought she was around 55. And of course, we all know she's going to be younger than this, right? Because for whatever reason, tanning makes you look older, uh, especially tanning a whole lot. And turns out she's 44. Mm -hmm. So you're off by 10 years, an entire decade in your estimate.
1: And her uh, statement about people that don't think she, that her tan looks good was that they're jealous, fat, and ugly.
0: Yeah, that's right. Because she doesn't really have anything intelligent to say to, <laughs> to respond to anything. Uh, she's, by the way, let her uh, ostensibly let her five-year-old daughter go into what they call a stand-up tanning booth. I guess they have ones in which you she lay down. She said that?
1: Or? Huh? How do we know that?
0: Uh, that's the allegation here. That's the allegation. The allegation uh, by the police is that she has allowed her five-year-old daughter into a stand-up tanning booth. Uh, she claims she didn't do it. She's out on twenty five thousand dollars bail. Good and lord! Is currently looking at felony uh, a felony charge of child endangerment. She says that Anna, who has fair skin and red hair, got the sunburn while playing outside. She says Anna was confused when she told school officials about the salon. The girl was. Just accompanying Ms. Krensel, she says, uh, accompanying her, uh, claiming the school is blowing it out of proportion. She says it's all made up. And uh, so that's, yeah, there you go. Tanorexic.
2: I think they would need to ask (laughs) for extra goggles for her. I mean, some people, I guess, tan without the goggles because they're rebels. But you're supposed to have goggles on, and I would think that they would know if, I mean, unless she's just like, I don't care about her eyes at all. Uh, You know, I would think that she would, you know, they would realize that their little girl is going to be tanning.
1: It's all very strange, um, but I, you know, I mean, I don't, I don't see the difference between letting your daughter go into a tanning booth for a few minutes and letting your daughter play outside on the beach for two hours without, uh, right. uh, without some kind of suntan lotion. And this goes on all the time. How many of those parents have been charged with felonies?
0: Well, right, and so while we may find this let's say that she actually did allow her daughter to go into this tanning booth while we may find that problematic where do you draw the line do you draw the line at a certain amount of uh, of sunlight Because obviously you get it a lot quicker in the tanning booth. That's the idea, right? So is it a certain amount of uh, of, uh, UV ray that contacts your skin within a certain time frame? Uh, At at what point does it become child uh, abuse? Child endangerment. Reckless child endangerment. one 855 free, That's the SACL CAI toll free line. And really, is it anyone's business whether or not... She allows her daughter to tan. Would it be all right for her to allow her ten-year-old daughter to tan? How about fifteen-year-old
1: daughter? Yeah. What age?
0: Right. Does Good age? Question. Does age come into play at all in this in this factor? Like, wh- what is the formula here? Like, we all know there is no formula. It's just that uh, this case came across the police's desk, and they decided they could uh, charge this lady with something.
1: Yeah. You know, this is this is bad. <laughs> you know. I mean, just. Arbitrary. So, what it all it comes down to is just arbitrary.
0: So, I, you know, as sometimes it can be hard to look the other way, though, right? How
1: would this woman know? I mean, the idea behind laws is is that you know you've done something wrong. I think is what people, you know, Mm -hmm. people think about laws. Do you really think that this lady whose judgment is clearly clouded when it comes to tanning, all you have to do is take a look at her, (laughs) search "tan mom" on some kind of image search, and you'll find it ain't pretty um uh, you know she's she's deluded but whatever so you know she's she lets her daughter tan uh brings her in to to tan i mean how is she going to know that that was breaking the law
0: well sure and in what other cases is her judgment
1: really poor right about
0: her selection of men
2: right i mean it's it's true if if you know this can't be the worst if you know if the story is true it can't be the worst thing that she's ever subjected her daughter to if this is you know considered to be illegal I'm not saying there should be an investigation necessarily but I don't know if someone thinks that this is neglectful who knows what else goes on in everyday family homes there's neglect happening neglect of children happening and all you know, everywhere. Well, right, in the world. and some
0: people what what is neglect to some people may not be neglect to others. I mean, maybe maybe letting her daughter eat sugary cereals would be considered neglectful uh, to some parents out there because they would never allow their children to do such a thing.
2: Right. What about parents that don't call their kids in the home to put on sun, t- uh, sun uh, not suntan lotion, but sunblock, sunscreen, yeah. every fifteen minutes. Some people might say that's neglect,
1: and you know, or the wear the proper clothing outdoors when they go out and play in the snow, or the whole variety of of things that go on. It's interesting. People in, uh, you know, leaving your child in a car for five minutes while you run in to get a cup of coffee would absolutely be considered child neglect here in America mm-hmm. these days. But leaving your child unattended for hours in their own room while they're sleeping is not. I mean, right. they I
0: could get caught in the. Uh, what were you just warning me the other night about the blinds? They've got the the kids get yeah. caught up in the blinds. All there, the there's time, a right? warning
1: on uh, the, the the little blinds that you buy because the the cords will you know b- babies have choked and died on them or you know uh, strangled themselves and died on them. And it's absolutely true; these things can happen. And with the size of some homes. And the split plan, you know, and where that kind mom of thing.
0: and dad are at one side of the house, children at the other. Right.
1: You don't know what what's going on with that child in that room, and this is a way of parenting. Some parents. Uh, co-sleep is what they call it. Um, they sleep with their children for years and years. Some people would call
0: that uh, bizarre.
1: Yeah, right? I mean, it's just, who knows? Who knows? But, you know, you, you can believe that you're going to deal with some real problems if you leave your kid in a car for five minutes um, strapped in the uh, the seat, whether it's running or not. No matter what it is, there's is, they're always going to say something's going to happen. Look, if it's not running, they could, sh- they could suffocate and die from the heat, even though it's 70 degrees outside. And if it is running, they're going to say, well, the the exhaust could get in the car and kill them. Well, if I was in there, do you think I'd be able to do anything about it? Um, You know, I mean, the exhaust, carbon monoxide, you don't even know what's coming in.
0: There's no end to any of this. And I'm sure if we all looked back in our past, we could find some times when we were younger, when our parents... I grew up, they
1: didn't have child seats. I mean, I crawled all across that uh, that Buick Century station wagon and Racing Beige. I mean, I was in the back. Uh, I'd play with my little Star Wars figures back there. We'd go around a corner. Everything gets slammed to one side and then slammed to another. Had a good old time back there. Then sometimes I'd sit in the back seat. Sometimes I'd put the seat down so I had a bigger area to play in. And then sometimes I'd sit in the front to Prison. Seat. That's exactly what you would, kidding, would i mean you'd be in big trouble today if you carried a child along in the fashion that my mother carried me mm. along in the you know late 70s and early 80s it's crazy and would
0: love to have your input if you wanted to share with us maybe you think this tan mom should go to prison i don't think she should i i'm sorry it i just don't feel like it's any of my business how people are raising their children because there are so many different ways that parents have decided that they want to raise their kids. Maybe they want to raise the way that they were raised, or maybe they hated the way they were raised. They want to raise them in a complete opposite way, or they want to try something experimental or something that some people would question the, you know, the morality of, the veracity of, or whatever. And they they do things that we question. And I, it's okay. To, it's okay to question. It's okay to draw a line and say, whoa, I wouldn't do that with my kids. But it's not okay to go and put somebody in a jail cell. Because they're doing something with their kids that you would disagree with, whether right. it be tanning. or Why don't
2: they ever ask the children, what do you think about this? Did, did you want to go in the tanning bed? Did she coerce you into it? I mean, I think that kids are sov- should be sovereign just like any other human.
0: Toll free number here is 855-450-FREE. That's the SACL-CAI toll free line. I think young people should be able to declare their sovereignty, but until then, they have to be taken care of by somebody. More coming up. Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live. We are launching into the second hour of the program. You may take control of the airwaves here. 855-453. It's the SACL-CAI toll-free line. one 450 3733 You can join us on our website over at freetalklive.com. And you can enjoy all the features that await you there. freetalklive.com. You can control the content of the site. If you find something online you want to share with our listeners, you can drop on by freetalklive.com. Submit it as show prep. Use our bookmarklet. It makes it even easier uh, you can uh, you can submit something to the site and then others vote as to whether or not they like or dislike your suggestion. The most liked, making it to the front page and the top of the site over at freetalklive.com. Joining you here tonight, it's Ian. Allie. And Mark. Where should the lines be drawn? Maybe you are a parent out there and you think it's absolutely inappropriate to take your daughter to a tanning salon at whatever age. The question that brought all this out, or the issue that brought all this out, this discussion, uh, was the tan mom, as she's being called, tanorexic, according to nypost.com, the New York Post, where they're reporting that she has been released on $25,000 bail after being charged with felony child endangerment after allegedly bringing her daughter into a stand-up tanning booth at City Tropic Tanning Salon in Nutley, New Jersey. So, she's facing... Felony charges? I mean, that's years in, pr- years in prison.
2: It doesn't sound like they have enough evidence to prove her guilty.
1: Uh, uh, 60, uh, 60% of, uh, more than 60% of people who go to trial on felony charges are found guilty. I think the juries just kind of go, oh, they found or whatever, they arrested well, they're her, she must make have th- good reason.
0: They're going to make their best case. They're going to say that uh, the daughter had a certain uh, sunburn, the school nurse saw this sunburn. She asked her daughter about it, and the daughter said something to the effect of, I went, tan, you know, I went tanning with my mommy, or went to the tanning salon with my mommy, or some, some sort of statement like tanning that. Tanning with her mommy, yes. Yeah, and uh, mom says, well, she misspoke. She, you know, she,
1: she- well, going tanning, <laughs> okay, if a child goes shopping with mommy, the child doesn't buy anything. It doesn't have any money. <laughs> so, I mean, you, you don't assume that the child went out and uh, pushed a uh, shopping cart around and bought things. You assume that they went with the mother who did that.
0: No, but then again, depending on where the uh, the tan actually is, or where where the sunburn is, may give some level of evidence to how she received that sure. tan, yep, or that uh, that sunburn. So that would give lots of evidence. They're going to try to make a case here, and we don't know what kind of evidence they have. But that doesn't matter to me. What what the the issue is, and I'm curious to hear from parents or anybody else out there that has an opinion on this. Is should a line be drawn here? Should Tan Mom be facing criminal charges? As bizarre of a woman that she might be, uh, she's a, clearly addicted to tanning. She's very unhealthy looking, and I'm sure she thinks she just looks great. She thinks
1: that you're jealous, fat, and ugly.
0: If you don't, yeah, if you don't agree with her, then that's what you are, according according to her. Uh, but uh, should she be charged criminally? Because I say no. I mean, as bizarre as it is, as strange as she might be. I don't want to get involved in other people's family business. I would only involve myself if the most egregious abuse were happening that I felt couldn't be prevented in any other way besides taking the children out of the home. What
3: about
1: spanking?
0: I find spanking to be abuse, but I I wouldn't I don't find it to cross a line to where I would involve myself.
1: Well, also, um, as far as I, I – I don't know for certain, but I would guess that foster homes are allowed to do a certain level of spanking, too. So what are you doing by taking a child out of a situation where they're spanked and putting them into a situation where they can be spanked? Well, I'm not advocating doing I know. that. I'm just saying right. that uh, you know, if someone advocates that – Do what retirement
2: the... homes spank the people that <laughs> go there? I mean – Children, infants can be and toddlers can be a lot like, or I may or say old people in retirement homes can probably act a lot like toddlers so in I the heard. sense that they need care, they can be grumpy, they... You know, throw, fit. throw fits, tantrums and stuff, but they don't think, usually bring out the paddle for them. I, as far as I know, who I knows? think
1: dementia <laughs> and childhood are different things. And if that's what we're talking about here, I mean, it's to, you know, the, the evidence is the, the children wh- are little scientists figuring out the world, experimenting and finding out new things. So. Shouldn't
2: parents be thinking about I feel like parents, you know, if I ever, you know, found found myself as a parent, if I ever became a parent, I would see myself more as a caretaker then uh, oh I need to shape this this child into the person I want them to be you're
1: gonna shape your child I mean just the way you choose I t- mean you might in en- it you might
2: end up shaping them in some way hopefully by example but not through
1: you have a worldview and there's no way to avoid it
2: yeah I, I'm not gonna avoid my worldview uh, I'm not going to try to you know
1: um,
2: manipulate a child my child into um, thinking the way I do. But ultimately,
0: ultimately, you you would. I mean, yeah, maybe it wouldn't be your intention, but you couldn't possibly raise a child without passing on values to it.
2: Oh, there's nothing wrong with passing on values. But some people
0: might say there is. Some people would say, Ali, you believe in these ideas of liberty. You, you, This could be dangerous to a child to teach them to disobey authority, uh, to teach them to, say, non-cooperate, to not talk to the police. They could very easily come up and, and charge somebody. I think that that could be considered reckless child endangerment, because if, you know, if you're teaching your kids to not answer the police's questions, that's in direct contradiction to what the government wants for your kids. They want your kids to be obedient. They want them to do as they're told, and they want them to uh to answer questions if asked. So maybe that should be a criminal charge.
2: I could you know throw the same back up throw the same argument at them. You teach your child to obey authority at any cost. Yeah, but you don't have that jails. Could, and that uh, could end them end them up in a prison cell, that could end them up Getting uh, patted down by some police officer? Or well, while anything. you're correct,
0: you don't have jails on your side, so it doesn't matter what you say. It matters what they say is child endangerment, and if they decide that raising your children with a liberty perspective is endangering your their child your children, then maybe they'll start taking kids away from liberty parents. Maybe they'll call that endangerment. I mean, who knows? Any amount of things can be considered wrong as far as parenting is concerned. I don't know what the right way to parent is. I don't think parents today know what the right way to parent is. I don't think parents of yesteryear knew. I think it's always this process of people trying to figure it out and you know making mistakes along the way. But should a mistake that you make along the way... Cost you your child? Because if this woman gets arrested for felony child endangerment, she's going to prison for several years. She'll be lucky to see her kids, uh, her children, again after that. They'll likely be put in the care of somebody else, and then
1: somebody what? will let them play out in the sun in the yard. Right.
2: I don't think the government or any. Person, other person besides a child should be able to decide whether or not you get to keep your child i think that should be up to the child well, if they want to be with if they want to continue being in your care or we not. talked
0: about this earlier in this week and i tend to agree with that statement however there's a certain point at which children can't make decisions for themselves so say a two year old child for instance may not have the necessary faci- uh, faculties to determine whether or not they're in the best situation for their interests they may not know what uh, it feels like to be well-fed because they've been starved their whole life or whatever. So how do you deal with a situation like that?
2: I don't know. I mean, the same way you could say, say oh, this heroin addict doesn't know what's in their own self-interest. We got to make sure they get the best care. or I don't know. We got to well, make sure that someone else decides what they should do.
0: So that contra- contradicts what you just said, right? Like You want the, the kids to make their own decision as yeah. to where they could be. But now you're saying that you should just baker them like you would with a heroin addict, just take them off the streets and put them in No, I don't.
2: I think that heroin addicts should decide what the best course is for themselves. And I think that so. Right. But what do you do
0: with a two year old? They can't make that decision.
2: I don't think you should ask a two year old, you know, I don't know. For a two year old, (laughs) I don't know. What are you going to, why
1: would you? I don't know how anybody could know. I mean, this is. (laughs) How can you know? Well,
0: if you know, then you could hopefully do something about it, right? So if I you mean, know that people are, are just abhorrently abusing their two-year-old, then you could
1: maybe take action on anybody that. Anybody who takes a child from somebody else is making a value judgment on that how that person raises their child. If you're a Christian, then how the person raises their child in the physical realm shouldn't really matter to you. It's whether or not they're teaching them about heaven and hell and uh, that Jesus is their personal savior. I mean, the real thing that matters is eternity and not life here on Earth. So if a person manages to kill their kid at eight years old, it doesn't really matter. All that matters is that kid knew Jesus and Jesus was his personal Savior. So therefore, you've made this entirely different value judgment. Now, lots of Christians don't believe what I've just said. They they operate um, they operate in the real world and their spiritual stuffs really just for Sunday and whatever. But uh, you know, I'm, you know, a, a real tried and true Christian who cares v- very much about the spiritual plane would want these children taken from these people that aren't teaching them about Jesus as right. their personal
0: Savior. So the Christian would say that, uh, you know, the devout Christian might say that an atheist set of parents... Is endangering their children.
2: Or gay, said a gay set of parents.
0: Certainly. Or the reverse could be the case where an atheist set of parents could think that a Christian set of parents is endangering their children. Yes, I mean, indeed. It's a crazy, uh, dangerous road to say that one way of parenting is better than another. 855 free, the SACL-CAI toll-free line. You can take control. This is Free Talk Live.
6: If you want to move to the free state... And- You're looking for some real estate. Well, I know a guy who's really great. It's the Porcupine Realtor. Do you want a home with 20 acres? A lakeside cabin? Any takers for renters, buyers, and sellers too? Mark Warden is the guy for you. PorcupineRealtor.com
5: This is Free
0: Talk Live, toll-free number here, 855-453. It's the SACL CAI toll-free line. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. Enjoy the features that await you. You'll find them all for free, including archives going all the way back to late 2006. Uh, Once again, you can go and grab up as many as you'd like anytime over at freetalklive.com. And then as of last night, we flipped the switch to SoundCloud, our new archive host, so, SoundCloud has all the same archives that we had on our old host, and uh, it took me like a week to upload them all, but they're all there, and as of last night, we began increasing the archive quality, so if you listen to something prior to the 3rd of May, it will not sound the same as stuff coming after the 3rd of May, 2012. Uh, But it's all still free, and you can go and download all the way back to late
1: 2006, all free, over at freetalklive.com. The Seasteading Institute, you've probably heard of them. They want to create freedom on the open seas. Well, they're having a conference. It's on May the 31st to June the 2nd, and you can go meet fellow entrepreneurs, investors, engineers, ocean law experts, maritime professionals, and other forward-thinking individuals, and discover where you fit in to the up-and-coming for-profit seasteading sector. That's uh, going to be a great convention. There's going to be, of course, uh, meals and you can meet and talk with people. It's May 31st through the, uh, June the 2nd, as I said, at uh, La Meridian Hotel in San Francisco. If you're out there on the West Coast, this is the place to be. Uh, special rates for students and the press and uh, anybody who uses coupon code FTL. Now, that's a limited time offer. should go through the end of the weekend. Uh, And it's seasteading.freetalklive.com. That's seasteading.freetalklive.com. Use coupon code FTL. All right. So we've been talking
0: about parenting and how it is that all manner of different parenting styles can be considered by one group or another to be dangerous. What started the conversation was Tan Mom, as she is called, uh, has been called in the the mainstream media here in New York Post, NYPost.com, reporting on her taking allegedly her five-year-old daughter into a tanning salon into a tanning booth allegedly and being charged now with a a felony with a felony count of reckless child endangerment but who gets to decide what's child endangerment and what isn't what of the police a, well of right, obviously the police but it's just is it that arbitrary to where whoever's in charge just says, well, yes, I think this... It, clearly it I is. I think this way of raising a child is the best way, so anything besides my beliefs about raising a child will be considered a crime. I mean, it's not gotten to that point quite yet, but it certainly seems to be going there. What if the person in charge is an atheist who doesn't believe that religious people should be able to take their kids to church with them? Because it's not... You know, that's not They've
1: right. already punished this woman, though. I mean, with the with the cost of getting a lawyer, she's never going to recoup that money. Oh, no, with the sure. cost of getting a lawyer, it's, you know, basically Basically, what have they? At this point, they find her ten thousand dollars because she had to get an attorney to protect herself um, from these charges. So she's on yes, twenty-five
0: thousand dollars bail.
1: Twenty-five thousand dollars bail. So they've uh, taken at least twenty-five hundred dollars from her for the bond. Right. And then
0: uh, now she's out on a so bond. We're, we're
1: talking about twelve thousand five hundred dollars that this woman has been fined. Essentially, by a system where the person who is making the charge has nothing at stake. The the OIC, the officer in charge that day that decided to, to find this woman has no money in it. The prosecutor has no money in it. They're not going to lose one day of their life or one dollar out of their pocket. That's the problem.
0: I think people should beware when they hear stories like this, when they cheer on the state in stories like this, because it's easy to look at Tan Mom and think, you know, oh, she's hilariously ugly and scary. She is. no doubt. And, uh, you know, who knows what her personality is like. But uh, <laughs> she's
1: indicated just a little bit by calling people who think that she's tanned too much <laughs> ugly, fat, and stupid.
0: Right. So it's easy is it to ugly, look at. ugly, fat, and stupid? Jealous, fat. Yeah, jealous, fat, and stupid. Je- jealous, fat, and ugly. Uh, thank you. Sorry. Yep, you're right. Jealous, fat, and ugly. Uh, so it's easy to look at Tan Mom and consider her bad. She's bad, and then feel you know make yourself feel good because she you would loony to me, right? Because you wouldn't do that with your child, and so therefore, well, put her to shame and put her on trial and put her in jail. It's easy for Americans to look at somebody and and scapegoat them. But what are you doing with your children that might be considered questionable by some other people? Whether it's questionable by the people who happen to be in power at this moment is not what I'm asking. Asking, would the way you're raising your children be questioned by some people? As I pointed out, religious people might not like the fact that atheists are raising children. Atheists may not like the fact that religious people are giving, you know, bringing their kids to church. I can tell you,
1: my wife doesn't like the way you feed your kids. I can assure you. you. the listener? Because I don't have kids. <laughs> right. Nor does Ellie. That's correct. Right. I'm, I'm, I'm doing a nationally syndicated yes. radio program here. <laughs> that's what the microphone in front of my face is for. Um, yeah, I mean, you know, that now she's not going to want to throw your kid in jail, but I can assure you that she's not well, raising... She wouldn't
0: throw the kid in jail with the parents.
1: Yeah, she's not going to throw anybody in jail. Do?
0: Well, maybe your wife wouldn't, but some people some might people think that's, that's the solution. I mean, you know, you know if, some people look at uh, parents going to McDonald's with their kids every other day or however often, because there's some parents that... They're so rushed for, uh, they're working so much. They tell themselves a story about how they have to go and get fast food for their kids. Now, whether that's true or not, I don't know, but uh, in their lives, that's what's true for them. They feel like the easiest method for them to feed their kids is to go and get the chicken McNuggets meal and, and bring it home to the kids.
1: If you've had a kid or you've dealt with one, done some babysitting, you understand how picky of an eater they can be. I mean, some kids, some kids will eat anything you put in front of them, but it's it's the rare child that'll just scarf down a salad.
0: But there's plenty of people who will look at those parents who are going to fast food and look down on them and say, This is endangering the kids. You know, this is, sure this food is not good for them. They shouldn't be eating this that often. So, how many of these parents do you want to put in jail? And how is that going to make these kids' lives any better? You've already got an orphanage, you know, system, an adoption system that's loaded up with kids that nobody wants. What are you going to do? Add more kids into that situation? That's supposedly going to be a solution. That's going to help the child out. Take them away from their parents? That's going to be a good thing? No. I mean, there's there's no positive solution here besides persuading somebody to do something different. That's the way it should be handled. If somebody's doing something that you consider wrong and you feel like it's so wrong you have to say something, then say something. But no, I wouldn't take it beyond that. I would never take somebody's child from them because they were feeding them something I didn't agree with or taking them to a place uh, which I didn't agree
1: it's crazy. So I've heard stories of people going up in grocery stores and t- talking about parents, talking to parents about their child rearing. Usually, it uh, has to do. It's with, rude. It, well, I don't know. I mean, I don't. I, I don't know what it is. I think it's, it's, well, it's wait a generally pushing. Let pushy. me finish the story. Um, you know, if the the parent is hitting the child or something like that, people sometimes will make uh, will make statements. I don't know how effective it is because. People, because you know, to go over there, it would be very difficult to engage that person in a conversation that would be convincing. I agree. To them.
0: They they don't know who you are. But what if you know the person? What if you are a neighbor? What if you are somebody who's in the immediate family or a friend or perhaps the parents of a, of a friend of their children, for instance? If you if you have some rapport with them, then maybe they take you more seriously. If you have something
1: to well, say, Well, I think that right. you know, rapport certainly gives one a better chance. But you know, not acting indignant, not acting um, like you're right and they're mm. wrong. Not acting like not not yelling or being mean and all these things. Those are you know poor ways to convince people.
2: If I ever see that, I always I usually just ignore the parent. I just look at the child. And I try to make eye contact with the child just to you know sort of because that's who I'm worried about. I'm mm-hmm. not you know looking at the situation just so I can be judgmental towards the parent. But I you know the one I feel for is the child. I want them to know that you know they don't deserve that and. Uh, you know, hopefully they realize that and they can move beyond it someday. But the hopefully. worst thing is for them to feel like they deserve it.
0: Unfortunately, the child is usually stuck with those parents until they can become emancipated, which in some places isn't even a possibility. You're stuck there for 18 years.
1: Incredibly rare. Right.
0: In some places it's possible, but in some places it's not. Uh, and even then, usually it's only possible at 16 or 17, and uh, in most places, you just have to wait till you're 18. You're stuck with these people. 855 free, the SACL CAI toll-free line. You can take control. Bring up what you want. It's Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live. You can dial in and bring up what you want. 855-450-Free is the toll free number here. Maybe you want to comment on the this idea of endangering children. How does one define when a child is in danger? 855-450-Free. What should or should not be appropriate as far as parenting is concerned? Or should you just butt out? And leave people alone and let them make choices and let them make mistakes. Because parents are going to make mistakes. Everybody's parents made mistakes. It's part of the whole parenting process. You make mistakes, you learn from them. Right, Mark?
1: I, it's true.
0: That's that's life. You make mistakes, you learn from those uh, those mistakes. Unfortunately, when you're dealing with children, when you're dealing with your children, if somebody finds out about a mistake you made... Maybe they'll bring you up on criminal charges, and then you might go to prison for several years, as Tan Mom is uh, possibly facing a number of years.
1: Many companies, as they grow, lose their passion and their mandate. Not so with O'Neill Coffee. The third-generation, family-owned business still roasts each batch with the freshest, be- the finest beans and the utmost care. They have more than 40 varieties of gourmet and flavored coffees. and My favorite, personally, is the French Roast Decaf. It's uh, bold, but not burnt. And... T- to show the Free Talk Live audience their commitment to freedom and make, making great coffee, they're offering a, a free mug and free shipping on orders of $75 or more. You can support Great Coffee Craftsmanship at coffee.freetalklive.com. You can support Free Talk Live and, as I said, get great coffee craftsmanship. It's coffee.freetalklive.com. When you make your order of $75 or more, be sure to put FTL in the uh, special uh, request box there, um, special instructions box, so that they uh, know to include your mug coffee.freetalklive.com
0: you know speaking of drinking things mark we've discussed underage uh, alcohol consumption and how that maybe you at some point will introduce your son jackson to alcohol and and kind of teach him about it in the home this could be considered child endangerment uh by a number of, of parents like, Heck, give him some caffeine that could be a, a danger and i've
1: offered him my decaf he's not interested at all well, you can, I'd love to have
0: your thoughts on this if you want to share them. You can also bring up anything, as Dave will do, in uh, Indianapolis, listening to WXNT. Dave, you're on with Ian, Alley, and Mark.
4: How you doing, you godless cannabis team?:
0: <laughs> Dave, what's, what's on your mind tonight?
4: <laughs> I, I, honestly, I got a letter from uh, my, my stepson's school, elementary school, in which the principal was chiding the neighborhood that was adjacent to the school for allowing kids to play cops and robbers. And he said there is no reason why children should be playing with toy guns, mm. not in the school, but in the neighborhood. So this guy, you know, took it upon himself to reach into our neighborhood where we pay the mortgage and pay the taxes so he can have his little school, which is his public school. Right. And I, you know, I was pretty offended by that. And I told the guy, I said, you know, I said, as soon as the kids, especially my nephew, as soon as they became curious about what a gun did, you know, does a gun make a sound? You know, what does it do? I... I took him to the range. I took the gun reckless, out of the Reckless
0: child endangerment. Oh, yeah. I mean, your child Absolutely. could have been Absolutely.
4: shot. I broke it down in front of him. I showed him what it looked like loaded and what it looked like unloaded, and I told him, I said, you can forget everything about this except for one thing. You never, ever put your finger inside that trigger guard unless I'm standing right next to you. Now, real quick, we've got Richard Murdoch is having a rally here in Indianapolis tomorrow. It's going to be from uh, noon. Who? to uh twelve thirty to two. Richard Murdoch, he's running against Richard Luger. Come on, Senator Luger?
0: Uh, I've Luger, Senator Luger. I don't yeah. know. <laughs>
3: well,
4: anyway, so if anybody in Indianapolis is listening, get out here. And you know now that Mitt's got the nomination wrapped up and we're gonna hope that Richard the Murdoch you know,
0: You're dropping yeah, names, yeah, man. Yeah, you gotta understand Romney. like uh I don't know Romney? who these people are I thought you said Mitch. Wait a minute, wait a you guys are into politics, right? Not at Come all. On. I find it absolutely. Come on. I find politicians to be absolutely despicable. Now you said. You, know, so, you said now that Mitch got the nomination. Mitch, Mitch, Mitch. Mitch. No, Mitt, Mitt, Mitt. Mitt. no, no. no I don't think Mitch got the nomination. Well, I mean,
4: he's so far ahead. It's probably safe to vote for Ron Paul right now. Well,
2: hey. <laughs> I don't know what that means. There's some wait, tricks. Wait, 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 wait. Come on, that was dirty. dirty.
1: It's funny, uh, but it looks like uh, you know. Ron Paul's got you know. He's picking up a lot of these delegates. I'm very interested in what's going to happen in in August in Tampa.
4: Well, there's there's Romney and there's Ron Paul, and and I'm talking about here in Indiana, so I will go. Uh, the primary next week, I will go to the primary, and I'll vote for Ron Paul. Great, appreciate uh, that. Th- now, Romney's key here is who he picks, because Romney's going to get the nomination, guys. It, seems, it.
1: It's it, it seems like, you know, if if you use the past as a, as a yardstick for today, he does seem like the candidate that's going to get there. But there are some, everything's changed with the new delegate rules, well, and...
4: How about, yeah, I, and I I do mean to interrupt you, because yeah, I'm ahead. a jerk like that. I'm a jerk like that. Um, <laughs> okay, how about Romney, Colonel Island West? Or, Who? Romney, Rand Paul. <laughs>
0: Here's the oh. thing, man. Like po- Political <laughs> people drop names like it means something. And I, you're just like, what? I, I, or at least that's oh, how oh, I right. am when, when people drop these names. Who? I mean, they're hey, all a bunch I'm, of thugs I'm to Komen,
4: me. I'm combing I'm Article 1, Section 8 just like you guys do.
0: But we've no, got to be um, realistic. We're going to take two. I don't comb anything about the Constitution. I, I used to be one of those constitutional guys, and then hey, I realized.
4: You guys really need to quit buying it and grow your own. Hey, I don't you know think what?
3: You're <laughs>
0: right you know, nor, I used to be one of those constitutional guys, and then I realized that what Lysander Spooner said was true in the uh, late 1800s, I believe it was. 1870s. When he said that the Constitution has either authorized the tyranny that we have or has been powerless to prevent
4: nowhere, it. That, nowhere in the Constitution does it authorize attorney well then it's, then it's been powerless, powerless to, to prevent, prevent it then it's just
0: been a piece of no, paper and no they've worries. ignored it and uh well, they've ignored it that's the fact now all right you can't you guys, make them you can't listen, make them pay
1: attention you to can't it. give them power well, and then tell them
4: if we get rid of guys like luger with a guy like murdoch who you know he's read yeah. the constitution now who's who's this murdoch
0: guy is this another republican Richard.
4: Richard Murdoch, yes, he is a Republican. And guess what? And <laughs> hey, guess what? He's one of those Republicans that goes to tea parties.
0: But don't Ooh, like okay. that means something. we have been burned to the tea party so before.
1: many times that at this point when you, <laughs> when you trot out guys, a Republican and say, oh no, know, this is a good one. Guys,
4: before you go full galt, you're going to have to understand it's going to take maybe three or four elections before we get back to some semblance of something that would satisfy Oh, yeah. You know, just just, just
0: wait for another 16 years. They're saying every... on,
4: don't <laughs> wait. Don't wait. Don't wait. You take steps to the right until
0: that's you get That's all it is. Right. I'm not taking steps to the right. Why would I want to do that? Those people want to control wh- how I live. Those people want to control you know, who I can love. Is, the climate in New
4: Hampshire is no good for marijuana. You know that, right?
0: You mean growing it? You mean it? growing <laughs> They have warehouses for that reason. Thank Not you for calling, Dave. I appreciate it. 855-450-FREE. The SACL CAI toll-free line.
2: For that reason.
0: So, I don't know. We'll, maybe we'll find out who this Murdoch character is. Well, let's do a little digging and see this uh, supposedly... You know, constitution oriented guy is right, don't they all say that? I mean, it's always well, it's just the next you can election, always
1: dig up four something more, bad on any one of them. I four mean, more inclu- Ron elections, Paul included.
0: you just need to elect the right people for four more terms, and then that'll change everything. Well, you know, what else yeah, are you gonna sure do? Oh, well, I've got an idea if you love liberty. And I don't know if that guy did or not, because he's voting for Republicans. But uh, if you love liberty, if you're you know, if you not voting for Republicans and
1: Democrats... I voted for lots basis, of Republicans.
2: I voted for Republican.
1: I yeah. voted for Democrats. I voted for Libertarians. I voted for Independents. So have I.
0: And uh, if you love the ideas of liberty, join the Free State Project and get together with other people that love those ideas. I've been sick here
1: six years. What are you talking about?
0: Focus your activity. Sixteen in one area.
1: years. I'm. Te- I'm. Te- where? The, Ten more 16 years. Sixteen years. Well, you were talking about sixteen years. This is an unacceptable time frame that this guy was offering. I don't consider sixteen years to be an unacceptable time frame. I consider his plan to elect Republicans and get a more constitutional government to be ludicrous. I do not consider sixteen years to be an unacceptable time. Frame. Well,
0: no. I mean, we're not going to be free in sixteen years here in New Hampshire. Despite all of our efforts here. But no, what I was saying is that, oh, it'll just all be solved in 16 years of electoral politics. When the hell has uh, d- d- elections changed anything? When?
2: Well, it's stupid because the idea is that, oh, one day people will wake up enough that they'll vote for this guy that's going to take away government power. Well, if that was occurring, then the government power would be unnecessary in the first place. and We wouldn't have this problem if people were willing to vote for someone who's going to take away power from the government, then you don't need elections. So, it implodes in on itself.
0: Well, right. Once people realize that the this idea of the monopoly on violence, the coercive state, is an old, decrepit idea that needs to go away, then it will have pretty much have left our lives. If people can find the gumption to ignore these politicians, I mean, imagine what would happen if everybody just, as far as April 15th is concerned, on the tax day, if everybody who didn't want to do taxes, and I think most people I know don't, If everybody just stopped, what are they going to do? Nothing. So the real key is to just stop believing in them. Stop paying attention to them. 855-453-SECLE-CAI-TOLL-FREE-LINE is Free Talk Live. You can bring up whatever you want. Toll free number here 855-453. That's the SACL CAI toll free line. Join us on our website over at freetalklive.com and enjoy the features that are awaiting you there. Again, freetalklive.com. Tonight, it's Ian here with you. Allie. And Mark. Allie's joining us courtesy of her radio program Ladies in Keen. That's K-E-E-N-E. You can go to ladiesinkeen.com and you can listen to Allie and Cecilia and Kate who thankfully is still with us and was not arrested uh, as she was threatened by the police yesterday, I believe it was, uh, for the dastardly crime of following one of the meter maids around and putting nickels in people's parking meters. Did you hear about that yet?
2: I did really? hear about that. I
0: imagine you guys are going to be talking about it this weekend?
2: Yes, we will
3: be.
0: So, ladiesandkeen.com is where you can hear more of Allie. You know, when we say that you can call in and talk about anything, it's mostly a true statement. There, there are a few caveats to it, right? So, like... You can't get on the air and talk about the F word. It's just not going to fly on broadcast radio. And similarly, you really can't call and promote your business because we've got people that pay to do that sort of thing on our program. So that doesn't really work. Um, And you really can't call to promote your local political events because it's a national talk show. So it doesn't matter what's going on. The folks listening in, uh, say, listening to XM in South Florida, don't really care what's going on in Indianapolis as far as Dick Luger versus Richard Mordock, as uh, our last
1: caller pointed
0: out. Who well, I thought it was a really entertaining caller, and I thought oh, yeah. it was fun. Uh, but but
1: I, I felt like the way he, you know, like, hey, come on out, we're you know having some event, come on out, that kind of thing. It was, he a, did it, it was an afterthought. He did it, it wasn't, in seven seconds. Right,
0: it wasn't the primary purpose of his call. But I'm pointing out that, you know, that stuff doesn't really work for Free Talk Live Because if everybody calls in to, you know, spend 20 seconds on promoting their local uh, event of some politician coming and speaking, then the show does just doesn't really have the same kind of draw. Who wants to listen to that? So, since you've called... Well, something
1: going on in some place where you don't live.
0: Since you've called and dropped the names, we did a little digging during uh, the break. Who is this Richard Mordock? Last caller had pointed out that this is the guy you want to vote for. If you're in Indianapolis, you're in Indiana, you want to vote for this, this guy. This
1: is the Tea party guy.
0: He's the Tea Party. He said that uh, you know he cares. He reads his Constitution. The usual pitch for someone who uh, claims to be a Republican. You know, it's all about smaller government the Constitution, except when you ask him about the military. Of course, it's never about smaller government when it comes to the military. Sadly,
1: the, um, you know, a standing military, although the Founding Fathers were against it, uh, is essentially constitutional as long as the Congress re-ups them every two years.
0: And so, uh, by the way, there's no uh, statement on his website about how he feels about the military, because every Republican already knows how he feels about the military. It's not really a question, is it? So we're going to go ahead and guess that he's in favor of military interventionism. Because what he's doing on his website, of course, he's challenging the incumbent, this uh, Dick Luger. Uh, and by the way, they are both named Dick, interestingly enough. So Dick's challenging Dick uh, in the uh, the election here. And he's basically pointing out why his dick is different from, I mean, this one dick is different from the first dick. And so you're just <laughs> comparing dicks the whole time here during the election. And basically he's pointing out that, you know, Dick Lugar is he loves Barack Obama and Dick Lugar it's the old I'm the real Republican. He's not the real Republican comparison. Sure. And so just kind of going down the list of the uh, the issues on his website, I think makes it pretty clear that his interpretation of the Constitution isn't what one of us might interpret the uh, the Constitution to mean. Dick Mordock, here. In this case, uh, believes that you know it's okay to completely control immigration. Let's lock down the border. Let's uh, keep the first immigration law.
1: The first immigration law in the United States wasn't passed until the 1880s. So um, you know to say that uh, it's not even in the Constitution, right?
0: There's naturalization <laughs> mentioned. But there's
1: there's um, migration, which is talking about the movement of slaves, um, but. You know, it's, it's very difficult to even, it, the founding fathers never considered for a second telling people that they couldn't come into the country. They really didn't. They wanted people to come here and work hard and, uh, you know, make a better life for themselves and be free.
2: They were, they didn't know about Mexico, though. If they had known about Mexico, oh, yeah,
1: they, they, would about have, Mexico. they would have had They were very, very clear America. on Mexico and the Spanish down there and all that stuff.
0: So uh, there's more here about uh, Dick Mordock. He says that, uh, you know, again, various minor differences between these two. But then you get onto his uh, page of endorsements. It'll really give you kind of a picture of who Dick Mordock is. He uh, takes endorsements and proudly pronounces that he's been endorsed by people like Herman Kane, who, of course, wouldn't know what liberty is if it hit him in the mouth. Former uh, Federal Reserve chairman, I believe, Herman yeah. Cain.
1: If I recall regional, correctly, regional cha- chairman. Yeah, cha- yeah. So, chairman. I mean, so,
0: somebody who uh, who supports the Federal Reserve like that, yeah, clearly doesn't really like the whole idea you, of constitutional
1: money. You know, the right? problem, the, where the Tea Party loses me, is I was this kind of Republican ten years ago, and th- you know, the Republicans that they got in office weren't any good in doing that, and I moved on. I mean, I even if you got a Republican like these Republicans claim they're going to be, they're still going to grow the government. I mean, is all you had to do is take a look at what went on from 2000 to 2006. You had lots of, quote-unquote, Good conservatives in there, and I'm talking about this 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 type of fella here. Mm-hmm. And they still grew the government. They grew it so fast and so large. When threatened with the uh, you know the, the the threat of the terrorists, they had to just bring on this whole new thing called the Department of Homeland Security. Uh, it was a delay that said that they had cut government down to the bone. The bone. At the at that point, they had grown it. from when Clinton was in office. I thought the government was too big when Clinton was in office, and the Republicans grew it well beyond that. You can't just hand up another same old, same old Republican to me and have me salivating all over the place. No. I'm sick of it. I don't want your border control. I don't want your wars. I don't want your drug war. I don't want any of this crap that these Republicans are dishing out. I went through that stuff 10 years ago. Get over it or quit telling it. Tell him to me. You're not going to get my vote. But Mark Levin likes him. So, indeed, he's one of those type Republicans. (laughs) It's the same thing. Rush was talking about this stuff in the '90s. Come on, this is old news. It doesn't work. It's big government conservatism. True free number tonight
0: for you to uh, get in uh, your thoughts, 855-450-FREE. So don't get on the air and and drop a bunch of political names because, first of all, we don't know who the hell you're talking about. Uh, second, unless it's Ron Paul. I mean, obviously we know who Ron Paul is. Uh, but secondly, we're going to find out who you're talking about and then talk about what they actually think. This guy doesn't care about freedom. He's not interested in that. and He just I
1: wants the Republican brand of, of freedom. Right. Well, right, freedom for Republicans, you mean? No, you know, what, whatever version they want. It's really no different than what the Democrats want. I mean, not y- all you have to do is look at history. Just look at what happened from 2000 to 2006. We know what happened when Republicans get in office. Frankly, if you believe in small government and you're not willing to pick up and move, what you should do is you should vote for both Republicans and Democrats because when they're fighting amongst each other, they're doing less. The last thing you want is a bunch of Republicans in. They're not going to roll back government. They never (laughs) have. (laughs) You're a fool if you think the Republicans are going to roll back government. But this guy's different. fool. But this Vote one's for different. For them, again Mark. and again. For the
0: first time, this Republican candidate is different. He's been to a tea party.
1: So what? They've all they, there's a bunch <laughs> of them in office that have been to tea parties, voting for bigger and bigger government. You'd More have to be spending. a fool
0: if you were a Republican candidate and you didn't go to a tea party. You'd have to be a fool.
2: I don't think that they even necessarily want to come off as different. I think they want to come off as someone that people will be comfortable voting for. Uh, some someone where people can feel like, oh, look, look at all Sarah Palin, Mark Levin, like people you named. They're okay with those people, and those people are pretty mainstream. It's the whole idea. Right. That's what this, we need. He has legitimacy. You know, uh, look at him. You can just imagine him with all those little uh, with in front of one of those podiums with a little He's seal got, in front of it. I can pin. totally see that. He's
1: got a flag pin. Right, exactly. You know, got to have it right side. <laughs> puts his hand over his heart when they play the Star Spangled Banner. What? Where did this come from? I mean, the putting your hand over your heart when they play the Star Spangled Banner, it just makes no sense to me. You put your hand over your heart when they say the Pledge of Allegiance, you stand when they play the Star Spangled Banner. I'm going to start, I can see how you gonna can start lifting them. my left leg when I put my hand over my heart to, in honor of all the amputee veterans out there. And then I swear to God, the politicians will start doing it too because nobody can be one-upped when it comes to America worship.
3: <laughs> I mean, it, that
1: just shows how ludicrous it is.
2: I think it is true. I think it probably started because when people are putting this situations where you're expected to be showing your patriotism in large groups and someone probably is like, I'm going to put my hand over my heart and then the person next to him saw them and then it just caught on because no one wants to look like they're less patriotic than the person that's next exactly to them. That's
1: exactly what yeah. it is. So here you go, folks. Lift your left, lift your left leg whenever you uh, <laughs> play, play, play the Star Spangled Banner, then put your hand over your heart and patch the top no, of your yeah, head. We,
2: no, that's a great idea to like start out new little ways to show your patriotism that's just ridiculous.
1: So
0: there you go. There's your breakdown of the election in Indianapolis or in Indiana where uh, dick versus dick you get to choose. 855 450 I've made my choice. Yeah, pick your dick in Indy. 855 450 3733. I guarantee you, whichever choice you make won't make a damn bit of difference. Yeah. You might as well
1: stay home when you're talking about you're basically- uh, statewide elections, especially in a populous state. This is a U.S. Senate, by the way. Oh, yeah. Yep. I mean, that's a statewide election. It's, it's not going to make a difference. You're going to be less
0: free after the after the next four years are over, whether Dick wins or Dick it's wins. It's the local
1: elections where you actually have some level of control. Uh, more coming up. Hour three's next. All right, podcast listeners. May the 13th is Mother's Day. It's coming up real quick. And you've got to get a gift for mom. you got to get a gift for your wife. Consider ProFlowers.com. They've got this rainbow bouquet, and it's beautiful. It's got all the colors of the rainbow, roses in red, orange, yellow, pink, white, I'm looking at a picture of it here, and and any woman would find this lovely. And if you use coupon code FTL, you can get a dozen rainbow roses for your mom, plus a free glass vase for only $19.99. It's a great price, and they're guaranteed to last seven days. Go to proflowers.com, click on the microphone, type in the coupon code FTL. For my radio listeners, you can get a second dozen and an upgraded purple vase and chocolates for just $10 more. So you can, uh, you know, we've got a wife and a mother, you can handle them all in one fell swoop. Um, if, is there a new mom in your life? Make sure you remember them too. Order now, scheduled delivery for mom on Mother's Day, and This is something you've got to handle. It's going to be very helpful for free talk live. Proflowers.com is a huge name in the radio industry, and we'd love to make a great showing with them. This is the first time they've advertised with us. So, uh, podcasters, I'm counting on you. Go to Proflowers.com, click on the microphone, and type in the coupon code FTL and get the rainbow bouquet for mom this Mother's Day.
0: Take control of the airwaves. Dial in toll-free, 855-453 is the cycle CAI toll-free line. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com and enjoy the features that are waiting for you there. Head over to freetalklive.com. Get interactive with other Freetalk Live listeners in a variety of ways. It's all free for you. freetalklive.com. Joining you in the studio tonight, it's Ian. Allie. And Mark. So, at, at one point earlier in the show, we were discussing parenting. And what had brought this forward was a story about Tan Mom, as she is being called in the mainstream media. A woman who clearly has a bit of an addiction for tanning uh, and and allegedly has brought her five-year-old daughter into a tanning salon with her and ostensibly put her into a tanning booth where she then received a sunburn, although Mom claims the sunburn was just from being outside the government claims differently, and the government people have brought her up on felony charges of reckless child endangerment, and brought forth the the question of, well, where do you draw the line? What what is considered reckless child endangerment? Is it endangerment if you let your child play at the beach without sunblock on? If so, for how long? Fifteen minutes? An hour? Two hours? I mean, you know they're going to get uh, some form of a sunburn at some point. Each person's different as to how long their skin can go without uh, turning lobster red. Uh, But eventually somebody's going to get themselves a sunburn going out playing in the sun. Is that also reckless child endangerment? Is it reckless child endangerment if your kids go outside and you don't know exactly where they're going to go? Like, for instance, when I was pre-10, you know, maybe 7 or 8 years old, I would go and run off into the woods with uh, with my friends and we'd go do what uh, young boys do and play guns or whatever the heck we were doing back then.
1: I was doing it at 6.
0: Yeah, I mean, probably younger than that. But... Who's to say we wouldn't run out into a field somewhere and play Frisbee or something like that and then have the sun beating down on us and our parents wouldn't have had the slightest clue. Like They they hadn't taken us to the beach, but the sun's everywhere, so are you supposed to lather up your children with sunscreen every single
1: time they go outside? There are certainly parents that do just that.
0: I don't know any of those parents. I, oh, they do, though. My parents weren't those parents, and I don't feel like my parents didn't care about me. I feel like my parents did. They cared quite a bit about me, but they also, I think, understood that I had to have some autonomy to make my own choices for myself, and I'm concerned that we're we're in this crazy world where a parent that makes a choice that maybe some parents disagree with will end up in a jail cell, and that's all we're really ultimately talking about here is choices with which you disagree as far as parenting is concerned. And here's another example for you. This from News OK, as in News from Oklahoma. newsok.com. Chandler, the death of a 4-year-old boy in rural Lincoln County is under investigation, according to the sheriff. The body of Troy Demelio was taken Thursday to the State Medical Examiner's office, according to their spokes bureaucrat. there. The cause and manner of death have not yet been determined. The sheriff, uh, Charlie Doder Doherty said the boy's parents called Thursday to report the child had died at the family's trailer home on State Highway 18. The parents said he had a fever for about a week before he died. Now, investigators were told that the parents are members of the Church of the Firstborn in the Parkland community. Doherty said members are known not to seek medical help for illnesses. Spokesperson for the church could not be reached for comment. The church's website does discuss the church's beliefs regarding medical treatment. Members are taught to obey the word of God, which requires them to, quote, also obey the laws of our land and our government, unquote. The website quotes James 514, which encourages the sick to call for elders of the church to pray over them and anoint them with oil. Members are instructed to immediately notify their county health department and the Department of Human Services if they choose not to take a sick child to the doctor and to comply with all laws. Now, what kind of church has these instructions on there? Sounds the kind of scared of uh, lawsuits? Yeah, it sounds to me like CYA, like the church is covering their butt. And that's what...
1: If they want to cover their butt, then why do they go with the whole, you know, uh, pray and anoint with oil? Just say, you know... Do whatever the government says.
2: Well, at least they, you know, are true to their beliefs. I mean, you hear Christians saying, oh, well, yes, this person had medical attention everything, but it's really the prayers of the church that, you know, saved this child. It's a miracle, whatever it is. And, you know, they say that prayer is the answer to, you know, any situation. Well, at least this church— Really believes that they really believe that prayer will solve the world's problems. No, they don't.
1: Um if they I, I have to completely disagree. Christians in the first and second century believed what they believed so strongly they were willing to be thrown into uh you know arenas with lions. These people don't believe what they believe enough to keep people out of the maw of the government that would just put you in jail. If they really believed what they would believe, they'd stand by they it, they would stand by it, come you know, hell or high water, because that's what you do when you believe in something.
0: Instead of trying to weasel out out of it by saying that, uh, well, after you're done applying the oil, we believe that uh, in, in praying, you should contact the authorities. I I grew up in a ch- you know, Presbyterian church. It doesn't say church. that in
1: James. <laughs> you know?
0: right. I, I don't think most churches have these sorts of instructions on their websites. Most parents don't need to go to their church website. Sounds like something to, they put up later anyway. Right, to get instructions on what to do when their their kids are sick. So it's total CYA. They, they know that they're going to be accused of having church members doing these things, which is you know, pretty I mean a lot of people would call this neglect. I mean, the idea that your kid's sick. You got a fever. Kids having fevers really dangerous, right? You know, like if the No, uh, kids get fevers
1: of 103, 104 degrees. And isn't
0: that near death? Like 104 for an adult, degrees for an adult. So how I high mean, can a kid cuz I've heard the kids can not handle 104 that
1: stuff. is really high. Right. I mean, I it would be scary to me. I would be at that point uh, looking at icing the kid and that kind of thing. But if you took a kid to the hospital every time he got a fever of 102 mm-hmm. you'd be spending a lot of money in emergency room visits
0: oh no doubt i'm not saying take your kids I, i'm not advocating i know you take i'm just
1: kids, saying kids to the hospital it's but, difficult to know as a parent what to do there's all kinds of things that look abnormal in dealing with your child throughout their life and you don't know what to do some of those things are going to turn out to be bad I, you don't, and you know, you're just playing the lottery. Most in most likelihood, it's not going to be you, but at some point or another, I guess it's not playing the lottery, it's more like playing dirty hearts. But, um, you know, at some point or another, you're going to get the Queen of Spades.
0: So the parents have yet to be charged in this particular case, but if they are charged, they won't be the first set of parents to have been brought up on criminal charges for the idea of they didn't go through the proper channels to get assistance because their kids were sick. They believe that uh, the, the, their belief in God or Jesus was going to heal their son. And it didn't. And should they face penalty for this? Let's presume that's what their belief system is. Again, they are members of this church, which ostensibly believes this. Should they face some sort of penalty for this? Are you obligated as a parent to take your kids to the hospital or to you know call the health department if your kids are sick?
1: I've got to say, I think this is awful. I mean, it's awful what happened. But these people are dealing with the punishment for their actions. They're dealing with the consequences. They lost their son. They're dealing with the consequences of their actions. The rest of us are sitting in judgment. And, you know, that's not our place. You just don't know. If if you can call on what these people do then they can call on what you do. And, it, you know. well, and that's the problem here, right? I mean, ultimately, that's the problem. When
0: Maybe you can look at these stories and you can say to yourself, well, I would never take my daughter into a tanning salon, and I would always take my children to the doctor if they get sick. And you can could, you could look at yourself but as you a you don't know parent. whether
1: you always would or not. I mean, I, I, don't, I don't consider myself some kind of weird Luddite that uh, doesn't want to take their kid to the doctor. But my son had the flu recently, and his, mm-hmm. his temperature got above 102. We didn't take him to the hospital. We dealt with it as a family, you know. And he watched. He watched more TV than he normally gets to watch. He wasn't. We didn't take him to other places. Let's where say other kids he's are.
0: screaming in pain because of some sort of internal bleeding. I mean, who knows? Like, but he could have died. Do you which... understand?
1: Like, we could. Right. He could have woke up cold and stiff the next morning, and then what? Yeah. And then am I a bad parent? Well, I'm That's certainly a... going to second guess for the rest of my life right. what happened. Absolutely. And somebody sitting there a thousand miles away who says that I'm a bad parent doesn't have to deal with it in 2 days because they've moved on. Now they're worried about some girl who's been kidnapped or who's going to win American Idol or whatever. You know, they're just dipping and dapping and don't know what's happening.
0: Well, no doubt about that, but my point was that there are parents out there who are looking at these two cases and saying, "Well, I wouldn't have done that with my kid. Sure I would are. never have allowed my child in a salon. I would have never allowed my child to, you know, get this sick or whatever." And you can look at that and you can feel superior to these parents if you want. But what happens if parents who have different values get in charge of the government, and then all of a sudden something you're doing with your kids, maybe it's being open-minded about uh, drinking alcohol or something like that, what if what you're doing with your kids becomes a felony? Then what's going to happen? This is why you have to stand up for the rights of parents to make choices for their families, even if you don't agree with them, even if you find them abhorrent. 855-450-FREE. That's the SACL-CAI toll-free line. Should they be charged with some sort of crime for letting their son die? It's Free Talk Live.
5: What has happened to America, and when did it become okay for the government to extort wealth from the American people? As a former law enforcement officer, I have explained in my new book, In Plain Sight, The Disregarded Truth, how absolute property ownership has been denied to the American people, how and why inflation is fleecing America, how law enforcement officers are being used to suppress and criminalize the beliefs of liberty and freedom. In Plain Sight explains how we can restore what was once a free America. Get your copy of In Plain Sight, The Disregarded Truth, today at Amazon.com.
0: This is Free Talk Live, and you can take control of the airwaves toll-free at 855-453. It's the SACL CAI toll-free line. Join us on our website over at freetalklive.com. You can enjoy the features that we have on the site. Uh, You can do it all for free over at freetalklive.com. Lots of stuff waits you there, including archives that go all the way back to late 2006, all free at freetalklive.com. It's thanks to great sponsors like SACL CAI.
1: Yeah, SACL CAI is a company that handles accounts receivable. They can handle them for your business. One of the principals over there, Jason Osborne, is a big supporter of Free Talk Live. As a matter of fact, I'll be going to see the Avengers movie with him tomorrow. It's uh, SACL CAI. You can see their banner at freetalklive.com. It's top on the right-hand side of the page.
0: All right, so is it all right for parents to just let their kids die? Because that's it's not the first time this has happened. There's a story out of... Uh, Oklahoma, Chandler, Oklahoma, where a couple of parents, the parents of Troy D'Amelio, have allowed their son to expire. He said that uh, he had a it's, fever.
1: It's not, they're not, they didn't allow him to expire. But they, they, went they about, may not have
0: done anything about
1: it. Well, th- from the sounds of it, they anointed him with oil and brought him to the church <laughs> elders to be prayed for. Now, I don't consider that to be a good method of, uh, of medical care for a child. Nor do I. But it doesn't mean they didn't do anything, and I don't think that one should state that um, in that manner. They did what they believed to be the very best thing. And this story states that that way and then you should not back them up
0: well they haven't really been speaking too publicly about what they did or didn't well, do we don't
1: assume they didn't do anything but I, we assume that they love their children
0: i do assume they i didn't say they didn't love their son then they
1: did something
0: okay well i don't consider praying over your son's corpse that's uh, to be the doing- point to be doing much of anything
1: it's not the corpse they probably prayed for him when he was sick he turned too.
0: into a corpse eventually indeed as and, we all will yes except the, he was four years old and people shouldn't be uh, hopefully will not be dying at age four if they are given the treatment necessary to help them through i you believe know, it could be antibiotics prevented. yeah i like the old uh the old joke about uh, the guy that was sitting up on the the roof of his house praying to god during a flood to uh, to save him uh, from the floodwaters, the raging floodwaters that were sucking up his house and his uh, all of his belongings and the destroying the area around it. And you know, some guy shows up on a boat and offers and then a helicopter him help. And, and then,
1: yeah, know.
0: like a boat and a helicopter, or something else. There's some yeah. a third thing in there. And then you know, he's crying out as he's drowning to God, "Why didn't you
1: save me?" And no, then God... He gets, to, he gets to Saint Peter and the yeah. the pearly gates, and you know, asks uh, God why he didn't save him. And God's like, "I sent you a boat and a helicopter yeah, and whatever what, else. What, what do you want?"
0: <laughs> so. Like, yeah, antibiotics, they're out there for, you know, helpful purposes. Maybe you should try using them. But I don't think these people should go to jail. I may have a firm disagreement with what they've chosen to do or chosen not to do, as the case may be. And you may have some very strong feelings about it as well. But I don't think they should go to jail.
2: So, Ian, if you had a child and you put the child in a a nanny's care and the child dies under the care of the nanny does the, should the nanny go to jail?
0: I don't think anybody should uh, should go to jail for you know having a different belief system about how to, to raise children. But I certainly don't think that you know if the nanny killed the child, then uh, yeah, the, how are the parents going to know that they hired a psycho?
2: Well, I mean, say the child is doing something and the nanny's not taking care of it to make taking care of the child to make sure it's not doing something dangerous, and the child ends up killing himself.
0: I can't see how the parents could be held responsible for that. How, no, the how nanny no? though.
2: Could the should, should parents the nanny? hold the nanny responsible?
0: I think some parents would probably try to hold that nanny responsible. I don't think they. Sh- I don't think that they should. I mean, ultimately,
1: there's some. There's a level of care for children that is uh, that's appropriate, uh, but you know, when you're talking about hiring somebody, it's going to be a higher level of care than it is going to be for individuals who take care of the child on a regular basis. I mean, I, my, I we put my son to bed at. Psst, is when we say we do, but uh, 8.30 sometimes is as late as. And he doesn't get up till, God, sometimes 6 Um, a.m. He's unattended for hours in his room. Unattended, completely. Anything could happen in there.
0: What do you think about the the nanny scenario?
2: Um, See, it's confusing because I don't necessarily think that parents own their children. I don't think that children are property of their parents. So in that situation, the child is the victim. Uh, Mm -hmm. I don't know what to do in situations where someone is murdered at the hand of another another person because the victim is dead at that point.
0: Well, everybody's... uh that's connected to that victim is also victimized. I mean, the parents right. don't have the child to love anymore. They don't uh, get to a, a give it affection and have affection returned. And that's worth something. It's worth uh, a lot. It's worth a lot. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, for instance, if we're not talking about a child, but we're talking about somebody maybe older, uh, then even the their workplace has lost something. They've lost uh, a valuable employee or friends have lost the ability to, you know, uh, to hang out with their, their pals and, you know, well, experience those activities.
2: Well, I sort of see. Like almost all rights abuses in the idea of property rights, and my belief in property rights, and um, you know, in in the situation of murder or maybe neglect at some point, um, the property is like okay. If someone hits someone else, then there's a the person who was hit is a victim, and the property damages their body. Mm -hmm. Um, But when you murder someone. Then you can't make them whole at that point, and they're Clearly. the victim. And, you know, okay, so if someone, uh, if you say that, oh, the family's been victimized at that point, well, I can totally see that. And if money yeah. goes to anyone, it seems like it would be to the family members. Absolutely. Um, but then you but could you can't also make them say, whole either. But then, oh, so if I tried to commit suicide, then that would also upset my family member. So then do I owe them something Good for question. you know, like it, that's I, I used confusing. to have the
1: same uh, thought process as far as the, the property rights thing that you're you're talking about. And it, it gets very difficult to, to, to meet out. Because what if a person has a newborn and decides, well, I'm not responsible this 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 person, this is a now a person on its own and I am no longer responsible for it. It can take care of itself. No, it can't. Uh, I'd like
0: and, Allie to address that question here in a moment. We'll come back to it. Troy is on the line in Canada. You're on Free Talk Live with the and and Mark.
6: Hey. Um, teaching a child religion is a form of child abuse. And it really manifested itself in this story here where you have where you have the uh, you know, child getting sick. And I, I know it's the person the parents right to decide whether to take him to the doctor or not. You know, mm-hmm. I've been through the same situation myself with my kids, you know, whether to take them to the doctor or not when they have a fever and You know, if it gets bad enough, you do. But, you know, taking him to the church elders when he has the fever, it's it's the same as a a witch doctor. You know, what's the difference between that and a witch doctor? It's completely ridiculous. And, uh, you know, the the way I try to raise my kids is is with, um, as far as ideas, like when I say religion, teaching them religion is child abuse, I like to, you know, not... Give them the options of about uh, what to what to believe in, and just never say anything as a parent. You got to watch yourself. You can't say anything as as uh, like politically or or religion or whatever as facts. You just kind of give them the ideas and let them decide. And I think that's the best way to raise kids: let them decide what to believe.
2: Do you think uh, you said you think that uh, to do anything else would to be child abuse?
6: When when you're well, if it's if it's a if you're giving them a, uh, a set of um, beliefs that are incorrect and, you know, I think its religion is debilitating, um, then, yeah, it's, in my opinion, it's a child. It's a child but child would child you,
0: child you do, do like anything either. about it? Would you send those parents no. to a jail cell? No. Well, that's good. Yeah. So it's. I think it's completely valid to have an opinion, but the, the way you cross the line is when you want to enforce it on somebody else, at the threat of violence. And uh, thanks for that thought, Agreed. Troy. appreciate hearing from you tonight. 855 free the SACL-CAI toll-free line. Uh, plenty of time for you and your thoughts on this. Should these parents face some sort of punishment for not taking their child to uh, get some sort of medical assistance? Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live. You can dial in toll-free. Bring up whatever you want. 855-453. It's the SACL CAI toll-free line. Joining you tonight, it's Ian. Allie. And Mark. 1-855-450-3733. You can join us on our website. Head on over to freetalklive.com. Get signed up for our news updates. We have emailed updates we can send to you. Also, you can follow us on Twitter and Facebook. Go to news.freetalklive.com. Get signed up. That's news.freetalklive.com.
1: When it comes to Potential police abuse or perhaps uh, some kind of uh, automobile accident. The most important place to protect yourself, uh, the most important way to protect yourself is to have a camera in the car. The Freedom Cam at freedomcam.net is a groundbreaking new product that gives you the best all around protection. The GPS. Blackbox dash cam, as as it's called. Uh, It's an easy-to-use unit that has video cameras recording the front and the back, inside and outside of your vehicle. It has built-in microphone and GPS navigation, which records your driving route and speed. For traffic stops and all other driving incidents, you can protect yourself with the ultimate witness at freedomcam.net. So, I have got one of these in my vehicle. Ian, uh, you haven't put one in your new car yet.
0: My new car is not uh, roadworthy not, at the moment. Not roadworthy. So, uh, but I will. Yeah. I've got it. Yep, it's, I like it. Important to have. Freedomcam.net. All right, eight five five four fifty free. As of course, we will continue to take your phone calls. But Mark, uh, you had asked a question of Allie a few moments ago about abandoning a a newborn. Can you recap that question?
1: Yeah, and um, you know, Allie was basically making a statement based on property rights. um, You know, about how one cares for children and that uh, children own themselves and they, they can move their own bodies, so they must own their bodies and they're in charge. And I think that, you know, obviously you and I have had a chance, Ian, to uh, discuss these things on the air for going on a decade now. And I've come up sort of wanting in this area of belief that property rights is the uh, end-all, be-all when dealing with people. And, for instance, when, you know, if if a person decides they're going to give birth to a child and keep that child, They've made a decision in my mind to care for that child. They've made a commitment to care for that child. And when does that commitment cease, and what does care encompass? Because I can assure you that there are times when my son doesn't want to do things that we want him to do. And those things, we believe, are in his best interest, You know, directly affect his health and his well-being. And we force him to do things that he doesn't want to do. Physically force him to do. We tie him up in the, tar- in the car seat. Um, I mean, you know, you can't call it anything else. It's tying somebody up. If you mm-hmm. were stuck in something you couldn't undo, you'd be tied up. So we tie him up. We, uh, you know, we strip him down. We uh, force him to, you know, go to the bathroom the way we want him to go to the bathroom. Eat the things we want him to eat. Because I can assure you, he'd much rather have applesauce and M and M's than he would to have. Uh, Hell yeah. <laughs> to have, you know, sliced roast turkey and mm-hmm. uh, broccoli that his mom steams or whatever, um, you know. So you've got this really weird situation
2: um i i don't know that i would i mean you know i don't have any problem i don't think you're a bad parent i'm gonna go ahead and say that
1: okay thanks i didn't think you did
2: um my mom i i can only go the reason i i have part of the reason i have these feelings that you don't need to uh be controlling Is that the question you're asking me if it's necessary? I don't think there was a
1: question. OK. There. The question is, if a child owns itself, then it's responsible for itself, and then if a mother uh, leaves a child, say, a newborn in order to fend for itself and, and make its own food and uh, clean up after itself and do these things, and that child dies as a result, and it will. Um, is that mother resp- Is that mother a murderer?: The a darn good question.:
2: Is the mother a murderer?: Yes. No, not a murderer. What is,
0: it, what is it? Is there a crime there, leaving a, a newborn to fend for itself? I mean, if the child is a self-owner, as you had suggested.
2: I definitely would say that I would be, like, very disturbed by that. I'd be, you know, I'm just—I know that that happens, that sometimes moms will, like, I don't know. I've heard of women giving birth in— <laughs> alleys and just leaving the babies in dumpsters like just because it's difficult
1: to give them up for one um you know the the mm. laws that are surrounding uh you know maternity and things like that are 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 controlling and it can be difficult for women to give up their children for adoption and i think that's a problem however i think if a woman gives birth to a child chooses to keep that child because it's a decision i mean every decision you don't make you keep it to birth well, uh because we're I mean, talking about giving it up right after
0: birth. No, right? I'm That's talking right.
1: about giving it up for adoption. It's a I see. You, you, when you choose not to to give a child up for adoption, you have still made a choice. And that choice is to take care of that child mm-hmm. until now uh, sadly, you can't come up with an agreement. It's very difficult to give up your child after birth for adoption. Like, you know, there's the you know, if you don't think you're the right person to be taking care of them, you have this it's very difficult to uh to do so. But that's the decision you've made in the world that it exists in. And as far as I'm concerned, if you don't take care of your child at, at a certain level of capacity, and for me, it's a very low threshold, but you're a murderer.
2: I mean, I honestly think that parents are, I mean, yeah, I think as soon as you have, have the baby, you're responsible for it. And, you know, you can give that responsibility over to another person um, if, you know, that's best for you, if that's what you want. Um, yeah, so I guess if you don't care for the... I don't know if I would call it murder, because I feel like that's something very specific. What if
0: the child doesn't die? What if you leave the child somewhere and it is found by another this is the person?
1: Russian dog girl. Remember?
0: That she was raised with wolves, yeah. Or the, like the
1: parents just took a very poor care of her. This is the story. I don't know if it's true or not. It may be one of these internet hoaxes. But this girl that makes a passable uh, imitation of a dog uh-huh. and, uh, and the, crawls around on all fours. Yeah, she crawls around on all fours and barks and stuff like that. And apparently, and she was
0: a teenager, right, or something. like yeah, that? Yeah, and
1: she was in some kind of orphanage <laughs> or, or something like that, and that uh, she, you know, was basically raised by the dogs out at her parents' house. Mm-hmm.
2: I, you do see animals taking care of animals from another species, which I think is very strange. It doesn't make any sense to me, but.
0: I think it's heartwarming when that's it, <laughs> well, like,
2: it is. But it's like, why?
0: <laughs> well, because they have some sort of connection beyond just the fact that they're not. I know. It is cute. Eating them. So but, but is it okay, so Mark, you're suggesting that if the newborn is left somewhere and it perishes that that's murder or the highest it it level doesn't? of
1: manslaughter if we want to make some kind of compromise.
0: What if it, what if the newborn doesn't perish? What if say somebody leaves it at the front pew at a church and uh, somebody finds it within a few hours?
1: Well, what happens then? Is there still a crime there? I don't think so. No, I think only that if that, the person. I think if parishes. I think if a person makes a an effort, it can be difficult to mm-hmm. give a child up for adoption these days. If if you're, you know, it, it can be difficult if you don't have the resources and have planned it properly. And many people who, you know, are at the lowest rungs of society have a very difficult time. But I think it's I think it's legal to like leave them at fire stations or something. Hmm. So
2: you define murder more broadly than I would because I wouldn't define murder as like. Murder
1: is an intentional
2: action in order to kill someone. Now inaction, if if inaction can't equate to murder to me.
1: But my, my in my opinion, if you've chosen, to keep, you've, you've chosen to keep the child, you have create you have committed an action. You have said, I'm going to keep and take care of this child. So therefore you have a responsibility. You have entered into Well,
2: you don't you, you wouldn't even say that, Mark, because from what you were saying bef- on previous shows. If you choose to have sex then you've already chosen to have the baby unless you know you want to you set you, you don't think Abortion is legitimate. So, by having sex, you've chosen to have a baby, and you've chosen to take care of the baby or to give up for adoption.
1: I think that uh, if you, I'd like to restate slightly what you've said, but mostly what you've said is is true. Um, yeah, I believe that choosing to have sex is you know you, the reasonable re- it's a reasonable result that you may have a child, as, um, you know, from that, and therefore it, which I don't know what that has to do with. By the way, the responsibility of taking care of a child, and at that point, you can then give the child up for adoption or choose. To take care of them, but either way, well, you've made a choice. You've chosen to give them up, or you've chosen to take care of them.
2: Well, right. So, so in Mark's in Mark's world, if you know the laws Your have consequences. Okay. In my so, world, but that would mean if you're not, if it's you know illegal to have an abortion or whatever, abortion's not okay. Can't have abortion. I
1: believe it to be immoral. I think that uh, the that with you know prohibitions that have abortion have been uh, ineffective in the past.
2: Okay. So then we'll just say person living in complete morality in Mark's eyes. Uh, when they have sex with someone, they are accepting the responsibility of
1: all that comes along with the chance of a responsibility. Yeah, you know. Okay. The chance of it.
0: Toll free numbers 450 free. That's the sacl CAI toll free line. You can take control of these airwaves. Even in these remaining moments, there's enough time for you and your thoughts. Of course, a lot of this coming from the story about the parents that allowed their son to die, allegedly because. Well, it was their religious belief to do so.
1: More coming up. This is Free Talk Live. Share your thoughts. The Seasteading Institute, they want to create freedom on the open seas. Did you know they're having a conference? Meet fellow entrepreneurs, investors, engineers, maritime professionals, and other forward-thinking individuals and discover where you fit into the up-and-coming for-profit seasteading sector. It's May 31st to June 2nd at La Meridian Hotel in San Francisco. Special rates for students and the press. Get a discount with promo code FTL. Get registered at seasteading.freetalklive.com. Seasteading.freetalklive.com.
0: This is Free Talk Live. Only moments remain, but still enough time for you and your thoughts. If you make the call now via our toll-free number at 855-450-FREE, 1-855-450-3733, you can join us over on our website. You'll find that everything on the site is completely free, and if you would like, you can help support Free Talk Live by shopping with us. Head over to shop.freetalklive.com. That's where you'll find links to Amazon, different Amazons for different uh places in the world. There's Amazon US, Amazon Canada, Amazon UK. Click into the one that's right for you and get your shopping taken care of. They've got dozens of categories, huge selection of products. You get what you're looking for. You can even buy used items through Amazon. But Of course, if you buy brand new, in a lot of cases, you're going to get free super saver shipping on whatever it is you order. So go and get your shopping taken care of, get the stuff you're looking for, and you'll help Free Talk Live all at the same time when you enter through shop. .freetalklive.com. We're going to go to you and your thoughts, Shadow, listening in Huntsville to WBHP. Shadow, you're on Free Talk Live with Ian Alley and Mark.
7: Oh, thank you very much. I just want to put down that uh, I draw a Social Security disability before my check went into the bank this month and got hit. And there's the outfit in Greenville, Texas, calls itself U.S. Department of Education. When I called the police down there yesterday, they assured me there's no such thing as that there. Huh? All right. it's, it's, in other words, it's total fraud. And now Social Security has told me that before somebody can get into your account,
0: Social Security has to Wait a, a minute, money. I'm totally uh, lost. Are you guys as lost as I am on this call? I think
1: that it's, it sounds like the U.S. Department of Education is claiming a, some kind of lien on his uh, Social Security. Is that correct?
7: Oh Well, for, uh, well this no, they not. This uh, outfit in Greenville, Texas, calls itself U.S. Department of Education, okay? Right, yep. So I called the police yesterday... He says in Greenfield, Texas, there is no U.S. Department of Education, period. Okay. All right? And, then and hold on. Texas, You're saying China they've State taken
0: your—what happened to your Social Security check? Yeah, they, they they put
7: this thing down on me like a student loan that I was supposed to got in the past, which I never did. All right? Now, if you'll remember, in uh, April 2009— You're saying
0: something's oh, happened to your Social Security check? Well,
7: yeah, they took some money out,
0: okay? And it says on the Social Security check who took the money?
7: No, I get direct deposit.
0: So before, the But you get a stub, right? Bank, like so you get some sort of... Have money. Shadow, hold on a second. You get got you it. get direct deposit. I follow you there. But do you get some sort of paperwork, some kind of stub that's sent to you to give you information about, you know, how much you got this month and how much you've got in your account and all that?
7: Well, I get... I, I keep up my bank. Once a year, Social Security will send you this thing, you know, like if you're going to get a cost of living adjustment, stuff like that, see. But this bank... But these people in Texas, which they're not who they say they are, I know who they are and I know where they're operating out of. Who are they now? But
0: anyway, anyway, the thing is. So hold on, I'm still the- confused. I'm sorry. Maybe you said this and I missed it. Uh, but you're so you got your direct deposit from Social Security. It's a monthly thing, and right. you noticed that it was less than it normally is.
1: Yes. And How did, how did you find out it's the Department of Education, or this fake group calling themselves the Department of Education, or the Illuminati calling themselves the Department of Education, whomever? How did you find out it was them that was taking the money?
7: Well, because there's this outfit in down below me in Birmingham here that claims to be a Treasury Department unit right there, and it turns out that location is
0: phony. And they told but that me, doesn't answer the question. It's not responsive okay, to what All right, they
7: told They told me that these people in Texas, U.S. Department of Education, were going to start hitting my check next month, meaning this month. Okay. So I called the police down there. Like I said, the guy says, there's no U.S. Department of Education here in uh, in uh, Greenville, Greenville, Texas. Texas. So no, the Social Security the Department
0: told you the Department of Education was going to start docking your check?
7: No. Phony U.S. Treasury Department out in down Birmingham did.
1: Why would they have Why would they know if they're phony?
7: They're working with these people right here. I've been fighting these people
0: for 12 years. So are you suggesting, I'm just really confused, are you suggesting that the, the Social Security Office is allowing a fake government agency to dock your checks? That's
7: exactly right. Huh. I called them today. They said, before anybody can hit your account, we have to send you a letter, you have to give your approval, then it still takes a court order, to do that and I says if that's so you know, how come these people are getting into my account with ease they just walk right in there man and they couldn't come up with an answer for that one
1: could this happen to somebody else or is this uh yeah, something it
7: can happen to anybody anybody well this is I mean but here's what I'm doing about it what are you doing I'm, I'm going to file the plate I'm going to the White House I've been talking to them about it
0: the White House know, like
7: that yeah and they're they're gonna go because you know remember Obama gave up did those two things you know like I said no. But and I How do you actually
0: talk to somebody at the White House? I didn't know that you could well, they, actually they do that. they
7: these comment line, They have these operators, you know? Yeah. Uh-huh. You talk to them, and then they'll take take down what you say. You think they, they take you seriously? The office of the publisher, publisher. You,
0: you, you think they actually take that seriously?
7: Well, I'll tell you what. The lady took my name and address. Yeah, phone I'm sure she down. did. She wants you to think then, she cares. Well, they don't she usually ask anything like that. And I sent letters in. I sent proof of the thing, too. Plus, I got a, a hotline for frauds. To
0: call too. You know, if you are being defrauded, I hope that you can uh, solve this, get to the bottom of it, and get the money that has been promised to you. I,
1: I'm dubious that the White House is going to uh, do anything for you. Right,
0: but- and 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 thank you, Shadow, for the call tonight. I appreciate hearing from you at 855-450-FREE. However, I think there's a lesson here in Shadow's ex- uh, experience, presuming what he says is true, and obviously we're gonna, just going to have to take his word for it. But presuming what he says is true, let's say it is true. The Social Security uh, Agency has been defrauded by some group of people who are masquerading as the Department of Education operating somewhere out of Texas where there is no Department of Education. And they've been, they've been flummoxed. They've been uh, frauded. These people are, are likely extracting more money than just out of Shadow's account. I mean, this could be a huge scandal if, if, if it's for real. But ultimately, the Social Security Office doesn't owe you anything. You don't have a contract with them. And if you believe you have a contract with them, just ask some people in the military. They thought they had a contract with the military about how long they could be in the military, and then they got stop-lost, and they were told they couldn't leave the military until the military decided they were done with
1: it. Basically, anytime you participate in a government program, whether it's voluntary or involuntary, the government can do whatever it wants. If it decides that it's going to raise the age at which Social Security is collected at to from 65, or I think it's 62 and a half, if you want to take some partial benefits, I don't know, I'm certainly no expert, to 85 and 82 and a half, they could do that. And there's nothing and you could do no about recourse. it. you have no recourse.
2: Well, you know, guys, I've been saving for Social Security for a while now, and I just really can't wait to get my check
1: when You're right. I get old. <laughs> Do you think it's yeah, going to be there when you, uh, when, you, when you get old enough?
2: What, what do you mean? <laughs> What's It's not going to be there. They put it in a lockbox. It's got my name on it.
1: You stopped paying into Social Security. I Um, did about a decade ago. I did too, but we have slightly different circumstances. I stopped paying. One month or one quarter after I reached the ten year mark, this is just by sheer happenstance mm-hmm. because I had a job longer than you did, um, and you pay you paid some portion before that ten year mark. You will not receive anything from Social Security, it's even okay. though you paid in. That's alright. And I consider you, it lost money. Yeah, because it is lost money. It's lost money and then they may give you money later. But-
0: and then you can consider it found money if they actually do give you some money later and it buys more than a box of uh, Pop-Tarts because of uh, inflation and the fact that the Social Security office has no obligation to keep your payments up with inflation. And you'll be
1: lucky to be able to feed your dog on what uh, the Social Security gives you when yep. you, when you re- reach that age because the government has no responsibility for you. That's the most important
0: point here is that – Shadow and the rest of the people that feel like they've been screwed over by the system and they probably have been screwed over in, uh, in a number of different ways, you can complain, you can file all the reports you want to. Go ahead, even hire a lawyer if you think that's going to help. But ultimately, the government's r- response is going to be, well, sorry, but we don't owe you anything. And we have no obligation to give you what we said we were going to give you, and you can't hold us to it. That's just how it is. So the best thing you can do... Whether or not Shadow is, is being defrauded is a non-issue. They're, they can always change the rules. They can always change how it's set up. So you should plan for your own retirement. You should be the one who's handling that. Yeah, they're going to take your money. There's not much you can do about that if you work at a corporate job,
1: for instance. They're bad at everything they do. Right. So don't expect them to be good at administering your money.
2: It's hard for me to feel bad for someone that says, oh, my Social Security check got docked. And I'm like, yeah, my paycheck got docked so I could pay for your Social Security. Not that that's their fault. It's not their fault that they get Social Security, but it's not my fault either. They were forced
0: into it just like you're being forced into it.
2: Well, a lot of, I mean, didn't this whole Social Security thing, it's not like so old that a lot of the people are on it now, never... You know, it's basically for politicians say, hey, we're going to give you a bunch of uh, money, old people, and young people will be paying for it. It's great. Well, right.
1: the, the the first lady to receive Social Security is a really great story. Apparently, oh? she she paid in for like one quarter or something like that. I don't know what the period of time was. But for one quarter? One quarter of, of a, a year. A year? Um, I don't have the story in front of me, but she lived— to be like a hundred and Sweet. you know the amount of money she collected versus the amount of money she put in was an incredible um, difference now you should go look up the story i don't have it in front of me but you know it's it's a system where some people are going to win and some people are going to lose and i'm not really interested in playing it
0: most people are going to lose because the government are the people they're going to win they're going to get to take as much money as they want spend it on all their buddies and you don't get to see any of that. That's
2: how government works. If you're
0: lucky, you'll get a little slice back later. See you tomorrow night online in the meantime, freetalklive.com.
6: Available now, four new songs from Raja Mojo.
3: Raja Mojo. That's R-A-J-A-M-O-J-O.
6: Raja Mojo. This I call it democracy. i had enough of reading lines from fascistic, psychopathic, genocidal
3: corporations. All I want is the truth. Raja Mojo.
5: Everybody knows.
3: Four new songs from Raja Mojo. Buy them today at Amazon, iTunes, Napster, and at a discount at cdbaby.com.